listening to Zap Night, a video game review podcast. Join your hosts as we review video games from all systems and all genres. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Zap Night. I'm your host, Danny. And I'm your co-host, Kaylee. Today we are on episode 88 and we are talking about Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, We picked up this game day one, right? Yep. Um, We ordered it. On the Pokemon Center for the plushies. That's right. The story of the plushies. Okay. (laughs) So you know how pre-orders go. We pre-order something and some of these places have like a perk that comes with your pre-order. Some places it's like a poster. Some places it's like a lunchbox or whatever. Um, For the Pokemon Center, they had a little Pokedoll Arceus plush. Super cute plush, so we both pre-ordered yeah. it through Pokemon Center. Um, when it came down to it, and it, it to be fair, Pokemon Center says in there, depending on, you know, availability or whatever. So, you know, we knew going in, it was a gamble if we were going to get it or not. But, like, it was still this, like... We're gonna get this, yeah. you know. We're gonna get this item, and well, you know, I pre-ordered mine early on too, right? So, so in any case, yeah. uh, our pre-orders, our pre-order for the Arceus Plush got like canceled. They shipped out the game. It, yeah, and it was like the day before the game released, and they're yeah. like, "Where we realize that this is an inconvenience, you can cancel your order." And it's like, "No, you can't. Can't. We're not going to cancel the order. There's no way we could get another pre-order right. for a different perk." So like, we just sucked it up, and we we're like, "Yeah, it sucks. It's kind of crappy that Pokemon would do that to us." Well, luckily, um, it came through like both, a week or two later. Yeah, both of us got our plushies like a week or two later, and uh, all is good in the world of Pokemon. And they are super cute. They are, yeah, They're really cute. I love mine. Little little Arceus Pokedoll plushes like sitting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is really cute. So in any case, we both got it day one. Uh, you started playing it. You've been yeah, playing I this game for a right while. Away. I eighty-one hours and four minutes. <laughs> oh crap! I didn't write down my time, but it was like. 30 hours, I think, was my I, final. I was busy these last two weeks, but I can easily say I think it would have been close. It would have been at 100 if I hadn't been so busy. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've only put in the time that I've streamed, which apparently is only the 30 yeah. hours. <laughs> but, um, you know, I don't get me wrong. I still beat the game. I just haven't put as much, like, extra yeah, time into it which that Which I have. definitely had, yeah. Um, but yeah, I started playing just at the beginning of April. I think I took like maybe a week or so off where I didn't stream every single, yeah. you know, scheduled day. But otherwise I, I was on there my regular usual time. Um, I just beat the game a couple days ago and I'm happy about that. <laughs> I'm happy it's over. Um, but I am ready to talk about it. Uh, so Pokemon Legends Arceus. If that title does not scream, we're going to be making more, I don't know what I know. Does. I would be really excited for more iterations to this. I would be too. This. I'm kind of excited if they do do that. Do do. Um, <laughs> obviously, like most Pokemon games, it was developed by Game Freak. It was released on the Nintendo Switch uh, in January of this year. So Yay. we've had this game for a while. Just now getting a chance to talk about it on January. a podcast. Yeah. January wow. 28th. I, was, I thought it was like March. 
<laughs> no, well, I mean, according to Wikipedia, and you know, yeah. Wikipedia is a hundred percent true. So, but no, I'm. I mean, time flies by anymore. So yeah, it's no. very possible. I knew that. I knew that this game um, has been out for a little while. A lot of people in like Instagram was posting a lot about it when it first came out, and I'm like, oh, this game looks so cool. I want to play it. Yeah. But like, never got around to it until now. So. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad that we got it done. I'm glad that we got it under our belt. We can sit down and talk about it. Kaylee, you got the story duties this week, no. this month. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so you Oh, speaking of, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kaylee's giving me the look. <laughs> um, if you want to skip the story, skip I'll it. leave a timestamp in the description so you can skip the story. I usually do, just in case it's like, yeah, yeah, we don't care about the story. Um, so yeah, go, you can skip it if you wish. Don't feel like you have to. Obviously we could all use a refresher on the story. Uh, and Kaylee is a great storyteller. So sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Kaylee. So you, the story starts off, um, by like your character in this like void or something, you know, and you hear this mysterious voice who reveals himself to be Arceus. And he asks you some questions, which is where you pick out your character. Are you a boy or are you a girl? Um, and then he, Lord Arceus yeah, can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> but he tells you that you're about to appear in a strange world that you, to you, that is inhabited by creatures called Pokemon, and tells you one thing: to seek out all Pokemon. So the next thing you know, you're on a beach where this Professor Laventon and three Pokemon are trying to wake you up, and the professor asks you a few questions and tell you that he was trying to catch these three Pokemon next to him before he saw you fall from a rift in the sky. And while introducing himself, the three Pokemon with him, which happens to be Cyndaquil, Oshawa, and Rowlet, run away, and the professor asks you to help catch them, which is the beginning mechanics of this game, basically. Well, and I love that they used three Pokemon from different, from different generations yeah. as starters. Like, they... I think there's only like a handful of brand new Pokemon in this game, and even those brand new Pokemon are like evolutions yeah. of pre-existing Pokemon. So there, there isn't anything like brand brand new yeah. about it. But I love that they utilized, you know, different regions yeah. and who'd you know, end up picking? Oshawa. Ash- Oshawa. I yeah. chose Cyndaquil. Um. So after you help the professor round up the three Pokemon, the professor tells you how he's so impressed with your natural ability to catching Pokemon, um, having only just arrived. And you tell the professor about your Arc Phone, <laughs> and oh yeah, your it, cell phone turns yeah, into the that's Arc right. Phone. So you actually pick up the phone up a bit farther up from the beach that you're found on, and it ends up taking on this new shape, and it kind of looks like Arceus, pretty much. Yeah. And must, the message pops up saying that I bestow upon thee this arc phone. <laughs> and then the mission, of course, is to seek out all Pokemon. So you actually show the professor your phone, and he kind of reads it, and he kind of tells you that it's his dream to compile and document the region's first complete record of the Pokemon, which he calls the Pokedex, so your first Pokedex. And he thinks that both your missions and his goes hand in hand and that you guys should work together to kind of achieve that. I find it interesting that they don't directly state that this game is past of... Mm, of like modern 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 day pokemon games but it's absolutely like suggested that this is a past 
Pokemon like it kind of you know, makes sense universe, though because world. Diamond and Pearl the the remakes just got released so yeah. it kind of go and of course the characters are based off of the Diamond and Pearl characters and I'm sure that this was intentional for right. that reason um, I just I find it fun that they don't directly say that you're in the past they just kind of reference it yeah. and kind of bring it up gently and I mean you know again yeah. just world building it yeah. feels good to be in this like pre-Pokemon yeah. universe. Um, so you agree to help the professor, and he takes you back to the Jubilife village, uh, just up ahead for some food, clothing, and all that stuff. And on your way, the professor tells you about the village and how it came to be, thanks to the Galaxy Expedition team who helped start the village two years ago. So the village isn't quite, like villagey so like they still need to improve and we're working and on real basic yeah um the professor has to return uh return the three runaway pokemon to where where they need to go and he tells you to meet him at the this the local canteen called the wallflower which gives you a chance to kind of explore and all that stuff and benny the wallflower's owner is kind of like no, no 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 only galaxy team members only yeah kind of turns away yeah um but that's when you're approached by your it's not your rival and, the, and you, they don't have rivals anymore really yeah but it's like your partner you're, buddy yeah you're, 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 I mean it's, it's so basically it's the the avatar that's opposite of the gender you've chosen and that's kind of typical of yeah. your you know. Your classic rival, in in air quotes, so, rival. So for you, her name was Akari, and for mine, it was his. He was named Ray. Uh, so yeah, depending on whoever you yeah. you chose, and they kind of chat with you about their experience with Pokemon, how they explain that they've been electrocuted in the past because of them, and um, as you're talking with them, the professor arrives and confirms that he plans to appoint you as a member of Survey Corps to help you finish the decks but you have to get approved by the team's captain uh captain Celine. uh yeah. she's kind of got those angry eyes she going on. like no very eyebrows serious <laughs> she's very serious uh, she actually happens to be there as they pop up and lest you know so you don't realize that they're there and she actually agrees but you have to kind of prove yourself that you're able to to hold yourself and she tells you that they're gonna send you out on a trial tomorrow um, so the professor thinks that it's a great idea and you, and you guys kind of talk about it over a plate of potato mochi at the wallflower. I, I like this part of it. They're establishing the like mechanics of the world mm -hmm. where, you know, you have this, this group, this, um, this galaxy yeah. group that and and they're very strict of who's allowed in the town. They're very strict about who's allowed to eat where, and you have to be of the right rank. And you know if you can't if you can't provide for the for the society, then you, you have can't no place be there. to be there. Yeah, and and they make that a good point in this where you have to contribute in some way, Which, or we can't. You know, we can let you stay the night to help you get on your right. feet, but like after that, if you can't contribute, you can't exactly. stay. Which it makes sense because they're establishing themselves. I mean, that's only been two years since they even started. Right. So I mean, it makes sense. Um, so you they kind of set you up with some lodgings and you sleep, and then the next day. 
um, you actually see a rift open up in, and from the sky, and it sends a thunderbolt down. Is that over like the, overnight, or was it just? Yeah, it was day? overnight yeah. over one of the tree. Like the, you remember the big tree? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's, you you see that happen in the night. Um. So then the next day, whoever your partner is, Akari or Ray, meets you outside, and you actually go to the galaxy headquarters to meet up with Captain Celine again. Again, angry. Angry no brows, <laughs> where she gives you instructions about your trial, what you got to do. So you're supposed to go to the Obsidian Fieldlands to catch three different Pokemon. I don't even remember what the three were. It was like a Bidoof, a Starly, and something else. Probably a Shinx. Yeah, I think um, so. And that's kind of your trial, basically. Um, but before you leave, you have to... Uh, to oh, the pro- Professor Laventon actually approaches you. And to make sure you pass this trial, he offers to give you one of the three Pokemon that you had helped catch earlier. So that's your chance where you get to choose either Cyndaquil, Oshawa, or Rowlet, which you chose mm-hmm. Oshawa, and I chose Cyndaquil. Yep. So you choose your Pokemon, you make your way back out, where you actually meet uh, Volo, who's a member of the Ginkgo Guild, which they're like a merchant guild. I don't... It's like they have a merchant there, but they deal with like I don't know if they just travel between all of the clans and stuff or They also set up the camps. Oh, okay, that's right. You're right. So I mean it's it's really they're the um They are like the traveling Yeah, traveling merchants. merchants. And they, yeah. they deal in rare wares and all that stuff. Um uh so yeah, you you're heading out and and uh, Volo meets up with you, and you he proposes a quick battle to get you started, in, which simulates a typical battle that you would experience for the future of the game. Um, once you're outside, uh, your partner, actually, your partner, which is Akari or Ray, explains the basics to you, and this is really just the setup of the main game mechanics, um, how to catch and how to interact with the world and all that stuff, and they kind of help you catch that those three Pokemon, that's your trial. Um, so you finish that up and you make your way back to Captain Celine at the headquarters and she's impressed with the work that that you know you're that you're so like well able to catch these Pokemon. Yeah, because you caught all three of them yeah. in one day and that was this big <laughs> well, it's kinda like throughout even the beginning through the entirety of the game, you're supposedly this prodigy when dealing with Pokemon. Which to be fair, they up until this point have really not had much experience with Pokemon. So I think in Pokeballs, I didn't mention this in the story, this is the first time Pokeballs have been invented. Yeah. In fact I think the professor that you're working with actually invented Yeah, them. like it's like brand new concept yeah. so um so you you make your way back and she's impressed with your work and she gives you a survey core uniform to change into before presenting yourself before the main commander who is upstairs <laughs> so you change and you head upstairs where you meet the commander kamado the of the galaxy expedition team he is also impressed with your with passing your tr- hard trial which was so difficult <laughs> And I think I caught like 17 Bidoof while I was out. <laughs> you did so well catching uh, all of those Bidoofs. I know, yeah, I enslaved all of them. <laughs> um, but he basically is impressed. He appoints you and instructs you to dedicate yourself to the work of the of the expedition team and as well as completing the Pokedex. And from here you're appointed a member and you start off as a zero-star member, uh, basically the bottom 
the stars are like your rank. Your rank, yeah. So as you get more, as you do more expedition stuff, you gain yeah. experience and whatever. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Um, so after you work your way around town, figure out how tasks work. You kind, so you got it's a heavily tasked like side quest tasks game. So you kind of learn how to do all the tasks and all that, and you make your way back outside to the field where pro- the professor talks you through how to complete your Pokedex and how to survey the area, capture Pokemon, and basically all the stuff you kind of already know, really. Um, so afterwards, you've had some time to survey the area, and you at least achieve the one-star rank from gaining your experience and all that. Or catching Badoofs. <laughs> uh, you actually... Uh, you actually meet a warden from the Diamond Clan named Mai, and she asks if you know about the Almighty Sinnoh, and explains that he steers time and has create and has created the universe with its power of time's flow, and that that's how the region of Hisui, which is where Jubilife is, how it came to be, how it was born in that process. Um, and he has long since hidden away from everyone, and very few few humans have even met him. And she tells you that there are still Pokemon, however, that are still connected with the Almighty Sinnoh, and it's up to the Wardens to keep watch over those Pokemon and their needs. And then she explains further that she actually needs help dealing with an Alpha Pokemon causing troubles in the area where they pay tribute to one of those Warden Pokemon still connected with Sinnoh, and hopes that you can help. So you actually approach the place, you're going with mine, you approach that place, and you kind of make quick work to take down this alpha Pokemon. So, like, the land has these, like, angry, much larger Pokemon running around the, the, the overworld map. They've got, like, red eyes and stuff, and they're just basically stronger versions of the original Pokemon, um, but the, this is the introduction of what an alpha Pokemon is, and you you basically take it down so that it stops causing trouble in the area. Um, and after you do that, you actually are confronted with the Pokemon, like, Warden Pokemon, which is a wi- Wyrdeer, which is like an evolved uh, Stantler, yeah. which I loved Wyrdeer. He was I, super cool. I did too. I thought he looked a lot like the... Um the deer in uh, oh, yeah, the, Princess like, Mononoke. Oh, yeah, the, like, yeah, you're right. spirit. Yeah. Very, very majestic, all white. Yeah, and, yeah it, it was, was really cool. cool. Um, as it turns out, he takes a liking to you and is appreciative of your help. And my thanks you of your assistance. And you're able to set base camp in that area. And then uh, <clears throat> that you're pretty much free to roam after that. But then you, you head back to to Jubilife and you meet up with your with your group at the Wallflower again taking down another big plate of mochi potato mochi <laughs> um but while you're while you're eating you kind of hear about a frenzied another a frenzied pokemon named Cleaver and supposedly it had been that overnight it had been struck by lightning. By lightning, which happens to be that cutscene that you had seen. Right. And apparently it's been mauling some of the galaxy members who went out to investigate it while you were out doing your stuff. Um, so the next day you, you wake up and you have to report to the commander in headquarters. But on your way you encounter both um, Adaman and Irida, who are the leaders of the Diamond Clan and the Pearl Clan. And they're kind of arguing over who they think the Almighty Sinnoh is. Because 
Diamond believes that the Almighty Snow is the basically the god of like time, where Pearl thinks it's the god of space. Um, yeah, and they it's very clear that both clans do not get along. Yeah, yeah, and they talk about how previous iterations of the clan had actually fought wars with each other and the galaxy clan was kind of like the galaxy their own people yeah so, so they're like, new to the region right and so they kind of are a neutral party between the two and they kind of try and remain neutral throughout the game um but, but they they make it very clear that they're two very yes. separate factions within it's it's very it's oddly deep for a pokemon game yeah <laughs> Um, so they actually make their way inside and you kind of make your way up to the commander where they're still also arguing over <laughs> the almighty Sinnoh. Um, but they're kind of discussing how they want to deal with the frenzied cleaver because the, the Pearl clan Irida doesn't want to take a, a violent path, if you will. Cause she doesn't quite agree with team galaxy using their pokeballs and Diamond really just wants to add a man, if you will. He wants to really just kind of get this taken care of, but they're really not sure how to deal with the situation of the frenzied Pokemon. Um, but you kind of you kind of come in, and ca the commander Kamado suggests sending you out to study Cleaver to decide how best to handle the Pokemon. So they kind of they pretty much kind of agree to send you on this mission. So you make your way out, and you meet up with a warden from the Pearl Clan called. Leon and Leon, do you remember Leon? He's got the little cowboy little, hat. Yeah, so he's actually a member of the Pearl Clan this time. Yeah, and I want to say too, the Pearl Clan has wardens, and the Diamond Clan has wardens. The wardens of the Diamond Clan control like your like the wine winer whatever. White deer. Yeah, yeah. And and the Pokemon who ultimately are like your HMs. Yeah. And the Pearl Clan controls all of the stationary, local, regional, um, noble Pokemon. And, you know, they're they're the wardens to those Pokemon. So they each clan has their own warden right. or their own wardens for noble Pokemon, and the noble Pokemon in each area yes. kind of deals with their own like very different aspects yes. of the game. But like same world, same concept. Um, so you agree to take on this mission, and you meet up with Warden Leon. And Leon is a warden of the currently frenzied Cleaver, and he's unable to get close to him. And he is actually under strict orders from the curl, the curl, mm -hmm. the Pearl Clan leader Irida. To not engage or harm him, because she's the one who really is not okay with the Pokeballs and, you know, trying to leave them true to themselves and let them be themselves. Um, as Irida meets up with you, the three of you kind of talk about how best to take on Cleaver, and you kind of come to, to an agreement that you're going to gather food that Cleaver likes in hopes of calming him down enough to kind of give him this offering to hopefully get him to calm down. Um... In the meantime, you make your way back and you talk with Professor Laventon and he suggests mixing both food and these aromas to possibly subdue Cleaver to get close enough. And you kind of make your way back to Cleaver and run this idea by them. But you run into Maya and Adamant in the process. who are, They're standing next to Whiteear. And this is the point where Whiteear kind of is 
finding you worthy of his time, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and they explain to you about the Celestia, Celestica flute that they use. And they give you one, and this is where you're able to play your tune, and now the wide deer acknowledges you as someone he will answer to. Basically the Ocarina of Time. Yes. You just play Ocarina your little flute, <laughs> and and the Pokemon shows up to aid you on your quest. So I thought it was a little strange that they put this sandwiched in between these two events, but I don't know. In any case, yeah, so you're you're now able to call wide wire deer, and he basically allows you to quickly get across the land instead of just walking he around. He cannot swim. Yeah. He cannot You can't fly. swim either, to be fair. He he <laughs> can jump. He can run really fast, but that's about it. Um. So you make it back to Cleaver and you explain to Leanne and Irda that you, you're going to use these balls made of food and aromas to turn into soothing balms. And you're going to throw them at Cleaver to kind of subdue him enough to get him to calm down. And Irida actually makes a huge batch of them in no time, like immediately, an infinite supply of them, apparently. And you're able to confront Cleaver immediately afterwards, and you initiate this battle system of bomb throwing. So basically, there, it's a boss fight. It is a boss fight. You throw these bombs at him. You got to get the gauge down enough. But you're also, if you can get it down to us, like if you stagger them, I think you're able to throw your Pokemon out into battle. The first few I did, I didn't send my Pokemon out. I was able to just get it all the way down. Um, well, we'll talk. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll go talk over it in more detail when we hit the gameplay. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So basically, you're bomb throwing these packets that they've made. And you're actually able to calm Cleaver down enough to return back to normal. And they pretty much just give their thanks and you kind of make your way back to Jubilife. <laughs> is Cleaver an evolution of Scyther? He is. Yeah, I kind of thought he was. Yeah. Um, he's an ugly. <laughs> it's like he is really ugly, one. but I kind of liked the concept behind him. Yeah, I did too. Is he. How does his evolution chain go? Is it Scyther? And Cleaver or yes. Skizzers? Yes, because Skizzer. Skizzer, you have to use a certain item, I think, but also Cleaver as as well. You have to do a certain metal, item. Metal shield or something. Um, so yeah, which I kind of liked that that I, that concept. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so you make your way back to uh, Jubilee Village where you report back to the commander and he is impressed that a stranger such as yourself has accomplished such a feat, but tells you that there's still noble Pokemon across the Sui who are becoming frenzied just like Cleaver. So he's getting these notices that things are not all as well. And he's... He doesn't give... Uh, he, he There's still this, like, mentioning of the stranger, you know, you're a stranger, and... You're kind of, it's kind of amazing that you as a stranger are so well doing this. I'm impressed, but you know, you still got to keep at this and kind figure of, out what's going on. Kind of making it absolutely clear that you're not part of yeah. this group, even though you're, you're helping. You're a member, but you're not but quite. You're not, yeah. yeah, we haven't approved of you yet, <laughs> or he hasn't approved of you yet. Um. So the next day you make your way out of your house and back to headquarters where you meet up with the Diamond Clan member, uh, Arezu? Arezu? Yeah, whichever. And... Uh, she informs everyone of another Pokemon named Ursaluna. Um, and not not wasting any time, Commander Kamado gives you the mission to go study Ursaluna. Luna, excuse me, to investigate the crim and to investigate the Crimson Mirrorlands. So this is yeah, like a new area. It's a it's a new area, and they really think that Ursaluna is frenzied as well. Yes. 
Um, from there, you encounter the Pearl Clan Warden Kalaba. <laughs> She's like this really old lady. All right. Um, she heard of your method of calming Cleaver, but wonders if there could have been a different way to handle the situation. Because she's also a Pearl, Pearl Clan member, which again, they're not quite on board with your, your ways of doing stuff. And she doesn't really agree with using Pokeballs and kind of refuses to work with Diamond Clan and asks that you just kind of leave. She's very stuck in her old ways. I think it's funny and... I suppose. I uh, never mind. I'm gonna. I'll save it for our discussion after. Okay. After we're done with the story. Um. So she kind of turns you away, and Volo approaches you once again, and he challenges you to another Pokemon battle that you obviously quickly win. He's impressed with your strength and heals you up before deciding to ask you to help him find this missing piece of the wall fragment in the Salacion ruins, which is where you've actually met up uh, with the warden. Um, but he tells you about this group of bandits called the Misfortunes that the Warden Kabbalah is really Kalaba is kind of too old to go and like deal with to fetch this missing piece in her old age. You decide to help find this fragment for her and you make your way to go out to find the Misfortunes. And you're actually quick to find them uh, with a tip from Volo and you make your way to an old campsite where the girls are actually kind of waiting for and hiding. Uh, they kind of jump out and they introduce themselves as Charm, Clover, and Coin, and you're basically off to a Pokemon battle like once again. Pre pre Team Rocket. Yeah, Team Rocket. basically. Um, you make quick of them and they hand over the fragment, but they kind of make it this point that you're kind of on their list too, because they really aren't crazy about any of the members that they're on their own doing their own thing, and that you're on their list now too. They're against like. the man. Yeah. <laughs> So you make your way back to the ruins and you place the missing piece back onto the wall where the warden Kalaba is surprised that you do that just to be able to help Ursaluna. And with the restored wall, Kalaba is willing to accept your help to calm Ursaluna and you make your way over there to help the frenzied Pokemon. Um, uh, weirdly enough, Ursaluna is not frenzied. Like not 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 like Cleaver was, but you do challenge Ursaluna to a Pokemon battle, and you quick quickly take it down. Um, but the Pokemon wasn't a typical frenzied Pokemon, but they appreciate the help, and regardless, ask you to play your flute for this Warden Pokemon, enabling you now to be able to call Ursaluna just like the Wide Ears. So the Ursaluna is more of a treasure hunting bear. Yeah, it's your radar. <laughs> It's your pokey radar. An evolution now of Ursaring. Yeah. So the that was Teddy pretty cool. Teddy Ursa, Ursaring, Ursaluna. Which is nice. I liked I liked Ursaluna. I thought it was cool. Um, so back at Jubilife, you make your way back to the commander where Benny, the wallflower owner, <laughs> and Adaman are talking. Once again, there's another frenzy Pokemon now, Lilligant, who is out of control. And much like your previous battle with Cleaver, you make your way there where Lilligant lays waiting and you attack her head on with the bombs tailored to her specific food needs. Um, you enter a battle sequence once more and manage to calm the frenzied Pokemon back to normal. And after the battle is finished, you're given thanks once again and make your way back to Jubilife. Well, before this, though, you're confronted by... um, What's that girl's name again? I didn't include this because I... It was more of an accident, but it ends up being that the... 
I don't write. I didn't write it down. I'm not sure where you're heading with that. I don't remember. Well, it was because of how Ursula wasn't actually frenzied. Mm. Um, but it ends up being she was doing something. It basically, it has to tie in together with the way that you were handling things. I think as far as the bombs and that the clans not getting along. But in any case, you you pretty much make everything. You tie it together. You you finish it up and. Lilligan has been freed of the frenzy, and you've got it all under control. Um, so you're the battle's finished. You're giving thanks, and you make your way back to the village to report back to the commander. Um, he's thankful for your help, but is still wary of the stranger that has fallen from the rift that they're still not sure about. So they're not even sure how to close the rift. They're still trying to figure out what's going on because stuff is starting yeah, to. And they're they're worried about it because this lightning has been frenzying these Pokemon. And they're like, well, you know, the rift has got to be stopped. We're, we're going to have to close it up. Yeah. But hopefully it it does it on its own. Or maybe if we cure all the frenzied Pokemon, it'll just close up after that. Like, they don't really know what to do about it. So the next day, you're tasked with surveying the new area of the Cobalt Coastlands, where you hear there are no noble Pokemon, that the last one had tragically died a few years ago in this area. You make your way there where you run into Irida once again, again, the Pearl Clan leader, where she tells you of the current warden of that land, Paulina, and asks you to help her raise that Pokemon she looks after that was the heir to the last noble Pokemon before its tragic death. So, after surveying the area some, you run into Paulina and her two Growlithes and introduce yourself and she asks you which of the Growlithes you think is the successor to the prior lord, and informs you that it's actually the smallest skittish Growlithe next to her that is the heir, compared to the other more stronger-looking that Growlithe. Was, that was the one I picked. Oh, really? Yeah. I, it was so obvious, but for some reason I chose the big one. I don't know why. I, I knew it was the little one. I chose the little one just because I thought, well, I mean, obviously, it's just yeah. the baby. <laughs> Um, she knows it has the potential to be a fine lord, but having witnessed the death of its father has left it deeply troubled and wounded and... Speaking of, um, it's, it's father, um, the Arcanine, died in a drowning accident. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's terrible. I know, that's terrible. <laughs> um... I think it was trying to save the cub, wasn't it? Like, it was... I don't remember, like, actually. Something it had something that, like that. Yeah. Um, so you actually need to get to Firespit Island, which you can't get there without either A, flying, or B, swimming. Um, and Paulina instructs you to seek out the Warden Iskan, who can help you find a way to travel across the water to reach the island, but warns you of the shadows that have been spotted in the area. Uh, so you go and find Iskan, who tells you that you'll need the aid of Basculian to get across the waters, but first you'll need to find its favorite snack in order to get it to, like, approve of you, basically. So in order to prepare its food, you need to help him catch and find and catch a Dusclops to prepare the food properly. And I wrote down that you quickly do that, but, like, he's got this whole thing where he's, like, terrified of these, like, ghost Pokemon. I had the worst time getting this Dusclops. Really? Yes! Like, I had, like, the you couldn't worst... find it, or...? No, no, just, like, the it Pokemon in that area were so, like, aggressive. Yeah. Um, so you, I, in any case, you, I guess, not so quickly <laughs> catch <laughs> this Dusclops. 
Um, and you make your way back, and it kind of helps prepare the food that you need for Basculian. Basculian. Yeah, you like poison the the sausages with darkness. <laughs> you burn it. With Love darkness. it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Basculian appears and give and you you give it the food. And you're able to gain its trust enough to play the flute for it. And now you're able to call it forth when you need to cross the waters, which was really cool. I love doing that. Both Iskin and Paulina congratulate you on your hard work, but not before the members of Misfortune show up once again and kidnap one of the two Growliths that follows Paulina around. Which so happens to be the Pokemon that they mistook as the real heir to the prior noble Pokemon. So they grabbed the big Growlithe, thinking that it was the heir. Um, so you quickly race to Firespit Island, where they, they run off, and you confront the girls who are pressuring Growlithe to evolve, basically. Like, you need to get, you need to evolve, you need to be stronger. By the way, this island is like a volcano. Yeah, it's really And cool. you make your way to the top of the volcano, where all this is kind of going down. Uh, so you get there, and you actually have to battle all three of them this time. And when you finish battling the the third one, um, the true heir appears and kind of confronts them. And it manages to gain the courage enough to evolve into an Arcanine. Uh, but as it does so, a rift actually appears above it and strikes it with lightning, which puts it into a frenzy. Your team actually pulls back to kind of decide what they need to do, and they decide that they're going to make some bombs for Arcanine like they did the last two Pokemon. And you challenge Arcanine with another bomb battle, boss battle. Um, and you manage to, of course, calm down the Arcanine, and he returns to normal. And from here, he actually parts ways with Paulina, because he's been following her around up until this point. Um, but he parts ways with her so that he can go and do the job that noble Pokemon do for their for the lands that they're over. Um, and so, you know, thank yous and all that stuff, and it's heartwarming. Um, so you make your way back to Jubilife, where you return to Commander Kamado, who commends you for your work in Cobalt Coastlands. He still hopes that you'll be able to solve the problem with the rifts and raise... And, and he kind of talks about how the people still might not quite be okay with you but you know he asks you to still remain to your mission as it is they're like he's like people don't quite trust yeah. you because you're new and you like fell out of the rift that's been causing problems and so up until like, this point no one else has ever really mentioned that they were suspicious of you agreed just him and but it's funny because the way that he brings it up is kind of like yeah i could see that it's a little weird yeah <laughs> Um, so back at the Wallflower, your team talks over another another plate of mo potato mochi, which it sounded so delicious. I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> I would like some. Um, they're kind of proud of the accomplishes you've managed to, you know, do. And the next day, that you make your way back to the Commander Kamado for a new mission, which is about another noble electrode and needing an assistance to make your way there. Um, and from here, it's kind of the same rinse and repeat yeah yeah for another two you you find some new some new places to go which a lot of the later places were really awesome i really <clears> liked them yeah you had the electrode which was like in the mountains yeah um and you get um the sneasel evolution yeah to be able to climb climb, climb the walls and then you go to the the arctic region um where you fight avalug which is 
uh, the mite, the ice mite guy. Yeah, I can't remember what he's called. His evolution, yeah. Um, it's like the big iceberg thing. And then you'll you actually get the use of bravery. Bravery. And yeah, where you can glide around. You can fly around. So nice. Yeah. Um, So yeah, you kind of rinse and repeat a few times with those things. Um, And in the meantime, you know, you're trying to figure out how to fix this time space time rifts. And you're kind of trying to help heal that relationship between Diamond and Pearl clans. Yeah. And throughout this, throughout the whole thing, they get a little, Adaman and what's her name? Irida. They like, they kind of get together a little bit closer. Start to work and a they, little bit better. They like learn to trust each other that their ways are a little different, but like they still have the same val- core values. Well, it's nice because as terrible as it is, you know, they're trying to also figure out what's going on with these frenzied Pokemon. So they're really coming together for the same goal of trying to figure out what's going on. So it really right. has been helping bring that together. Um, but despite all your efforts, the rift kind of gets worse and the sky turns this eerie red and green color. It was, was kind of cool actually. Yeah, it was. Um, so you kind of walk out and you see that this has happened and you're called to the commander's office immediately. You're actually escorted there, I believe. Um, and he kind of confronts you aggressively and almost suddenly about who you really are, what your connection to the Rift-related chaos is, and what are you trying to get out of this, and what, you know, basically accusing you of this is you're doing, and you're doing it on yeah, purpose. Yeah, I think that this is stemming from the fact that all of the noble Pokemon at this point have been cured of their frenzied state. And the 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 collective concept was that well maybe if you cure these if we Pokemon, cure the Pokemon the rift away. the rift will like shrink or it'll go away or it'll be healed in some way and it's only gotten worse <laughs> right and the very next day the sky turns red like it does and the captain is just yeah. like it was you you were yes. the one who did this and turns his back on you just like yeah. right out of the gate. So his distrust in you has finally made him kind of confront you with all those questions of who you are and what you could be after. And you're unable to really give him any answers that he wants because, of course, you have no idea why you're even here. And it, it, none of those answers pleases him enough and it makes him remove you as a member of the Galaxy team and it banishes you from Jubilife altogether until you can kind of clear your name and fix the rift. Yeah. Um, at this point, they, your, um, your little crew that you've developed, yeah. the professor and then your rival, however you, yeah, um, they, they escort you out into the, the mainlands and, you know, they kind of offer you a little bit of support and like, you know, you'll figure this out. And that's when, um, what is his name? Bolo. Yeah. He shows up and he, he offers a place for you to find refuge so you make your way off to um it, it's like this hidden ancient it's like ancient something um but you find that girl Kog- Kogita? Yes. The fancy Victorian style lady. <laughs> um but you travel you, you kind of go meet up with her and she I believe she tells you to go to the three major lakes of the region to encounter uh, these Pokemon spirits, legendary Pokemon, basically. Yeah, the- she she knows of the lore of the Rift, 
and she knows that the rift has happened in the past. So she's using bits and pieces of that lore and yeah. whatever written documentation there is in the temples to or the um, the, the ruins of the area yeah. to be able to piece together that you need this red chain to be able to cure the rift. So she sends you off to seek these three legendary Pokemon to be able to gain yeah, pieces the, of the chain or something. Which, which after you, you encounter each each of these Pokemon, the Azelf, the Messpear, and Uxie. Yeah, Uxie. Uxie. Um, and once they've once you've passed their trials, um, you're provided the material to craft this red chain, which is really what what you really need to uh, to really confront what's been going on. Right. Now, the biggest thing that your main goal as your character is to figure out how to cure the rift, to be able to tell the commander that. You know, you have here's, nothing here's to do what's with going this, on, yeah. here's how we're going to fix it. And so you make your way up to the mountain. Well, um, but at this point, too, the commander's already decided that he's just going to go up and confront it. Right, yeah. So you catch word that he's just, he's already sent him and his troops up that way. So you go back to Jubilee Life. Or, Jubilife. Jubilife. <laughs> Jubilee Life. And um, you meet up with the professor and you and your rival and the professor all head up to the Mount Cor- Cornet. Yeah, Cornet. And um, you go to the Temple of Sinnoh where, you know, you find the commander who's ready to face you. Yeah, and I think you do actually fight him, don't you? You fight him and you fight the mochi guy. Yeah, he ends up being like a samurai or something, doesn't he? Yeah, like a ninja. I was not expecting that at all. I wasn't either, and I was like, I was expecting to fight him when I saw him, but I was not expecting why why it was so weird, but I think that was the point. It was just catch you off guard. And they did a good job. He uh he says that he's always been like I don't know, like the FBI for this guy. Like oh, yeah. he does all the things that the, the, the mole, commander basically. can't do or won't do. So he oh, kind of takes the out work. the trash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, you you make your way up to the top and you kind of defeat the commander and you kind of tell him that. Yeah, and the commander is like, you know what? If you can defeat me, then you're good enough. I'm going to trust you. Yeah. And he does. And he's, he's true to his word. You defeat him in a Pokemon fight. And, you know, he's like, all right, well, we'll, we'll do things your way. We'll go up and we'll, we'll, you know, yeah. see if the red chain can actually fix this rift. So when you make your way up there, you, uh, the rift opens up and for, for us anyway, we, because we picked diamond clan yeah. to be our like friend or whatever, yeah. um, Dialga shows up and Dialga like floats out of the rift and Adaman um, is able to interpret Dialga's, like, thoughts. Yeah. I think it's more specific that it speaks to Adaman. Yeah. Because he's, he's they, they think, the, of course, their version of the almighty Sinnoh is the god of uh, time. Excuse right, me. yeah. So I think that's the whole point of it. But yeah, he comes out of the rift and is able to speak to him. And you use the red chain. Unfortunately, though, the red chain breaks but it does subdue the Pokemon enough that you're able to en- engage in a Pokemon battle with it. 
So you fight and manage to capture Dialga. I suppose that you don't necessarily have to capture Dialga. I you just I think do. so, because you gotta use fragments uh, to make a special Pokeball capable of capturing. No, no, no. We oh, is that for that the other yet. one? Yeah. Yeah, the first one you fight, I think you could just beat it I see. and not catch him. Oh. I did catch him. Um, I would assume you probably did yes, too, I did. if you don't know otherwise. <laughs> so then after after you catch Dialga, your team is all like celebratory. We're like, oh, that was cool. That was great. You're done. You know, no big deal. Everything's great. As you're starting to walk away, Palkia shows up out of the rift. Yeah. And um, that's when your use... your team just immediately runs away. Like they're <laughs> they're just like we we have no we have no more red chain. It's already broken. All we can do is like get out. So when you get out of there, um, you get a message from uh, Dialga through Adaman, who tells you that you need to collect these three items to be able. To... It's it's worded in like cryptic like yeah. manner, but essentially collect these three items to be able to create a capturing device to get Palkia. Palkia. So you spend a bunch of time running around to collect these items. There's like a sequence where you have to get the origin or which is like stone or something that was from the original origin of everything. Yeah. And, um, you meet up with the, the three misfortune girls again. And that's stupid. (laughs) And then, uh, once you have everything in place, the professor creates the origin ball and you go back to the um, temple, the Sino Temple, and capture Palkia. And it really is—you just walk up there, you throw the ball. I think you have to fight him, though. I don't even remember. I can't remember if you fight him or not. Now, are you? Looking? Oh yeah, yeah, no. You have to do a. Um, oh, do you have? That's right. You have to bomb him. Yeah, you, you bomb have to him do to the, death. You have to do that's the bomb right. fight. It's like the final boss fight. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. it was awesome. So you do the bomb fight with Palkia, and um, I would assume if you picked Pearl, it would be with Dialga. Dialga. Yeah. In any case, you do that fight, and then you do, you capture Palkia, and then this, the rift goes away, and you walk off the mountain as victorious, and everyone celebrates with a big... Festival. A big festival with all clans are welcome, yeah. and you know everything is fine and great. And I wish they had shown the festival. They, well, they showed the clip, or they it's, showed like a, an artwork of the festival. I know, festival. but I wanted to see them actually having fun. You like, wanted to like they go had through the town, whole freaking Jubilee Village. They couldn't have thrown up some decorations. I know, the, just had like Diamond and Pearl Clan where you could go around and have everyone like congratulate this would have you. Been and a great opportunity to have like. Uber mini games. To yeah, go that would have been, been a lot of fun. They did have that one mini game, the like um, balloon pop thing. Oh yeah, man, I hated that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I only did it because I wanted to get it out of my tasks. Yeah. Oh man, so welcome back. If you uh, skip Skipped. the story, <laughs> uh, what did you think about the story, Kaylee? I I gave it a nine out of ten. There was still some stuff that I wasn't crazy about, but overall, I really liked this game, so I really liked the story. I gave the story an 8 out of 10. I didn't really enjoy the story. It was like... Yeah, it was a little stale, I'll admit that, but like... It It was a little bit too like, go here, do this, go here, do this, go here, do this, and I'm like... 
But I, I just wanted to play the game. Like I, I didn't care really, about the story at all. I really liked how they incorporated the diamond and pearl aspect, especially. Of course, it's a diamond. It's based off of the of uh, a past diamond and pearl, but it makes it bring you know the diamond clan and the pearl clan. I really liked that. Oh yeah, I love the I love the overall concept of the world. I love the, like, build-up of everything. I love the little twist at the end with, like, the captain, you know, yeah. expelling you from the from the clan and all that. Like, I did enjoy that. I just really didn't enjoy how it was executed. I yeah. think that the story could have been executed better instead of this, like, go here and talk to this person, go there and talk to this person. And, like, the dialogue took forever. Yeah. And it just, it just made the game feel really slow-paced. I think for me, I had a lot more time than you, and I spent a lot of time doing side quests and just catching Pokemon, so when I was ready to do dialogue, I was patient with it, but I agree that there was certain parts of it where it was kind of stale, or it could have been a little bit better. I kind of wish that with the commander, like, once I was writing out the story, I could pick up the subtle like distrust they had for you but it was really kind of too subtle i felt like because i didn't see it when, when he first confronts you and like throws you out of jubilife to me to a certain degree it kind of felt like it came out of nowhere which i'm sure is how you're supposed to feel as it, the it does player. feel like a slap in the face but I, because here they they took you in and they were so nice about it and here you did all this work for them for him to just be like, nah, get the heck out, you yeah, know? Well, and, and the, 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 uh, the captain, Celine, she even was kind of like, she kind of was willing to help work with you because she gives you your Abra, her Abra, yeah. to be able to kind of work with your Pokemon and well, stuff. Well, there's, there's a few things, there's a few things that play on the way all of the clans work together yeah, and, and how that dynamic is. Like for example, Adaman and what's her name? Irida. Yeah, I don't know I why know, I can't fine. remember. Um, they can't directly help you publicly. Right. Because if the diamond clan or the pearl clan were to help you as the player, having been cast out of um, galaxy, it looks bad. It looks yeah. bad. It looks they're like they're trying to maintain the peace that they've been building over right, this time. Right. And and they're they don't want to start a war. They don't want to have any, you know, right. animosity whatsoever between any of the clans, but they still want to help because the thing is, your though, character has done so much good for them so far. The thing is and I, I understand where they're going with this because it really is just the commander that does not trust you. Yeah. But I wish it still was a little more obvious because he kept saying those things. I just kept thinking, oh, that's weird because I have no one else. They never put any more dialogue it's, than no one else was trusting that's you. That's true. I feel like it could have been done a little bit differently and had the same effect. I feel like if, if they would have presented it in a way where all of your side quests and stuff was to build the trust of the people, that it would have made more sense that the people just don't trust you enough, sorry, and then they kick you out. Where, like, when you do stuff, the the people don't talk, they're just like, oh, you're the kid from the Rift, and they don't think anything yeah. of it, other than you're well, this great, you know, Pokemon trainer. with the way you're able to catch these right. Pokemon. They think you're awesome, honestly. Right, That's right. kind of how it is. But again, if they were to go about it, instead of that, to go about it where it's like, 
I don't trust you. Yeah. Maybe if you find me an Abra and show me what you can yeah. do, then I'll trust you a little better. And then, you know, you slowly build the trust of the town. That would make more sense. But, like, no. What what I find funny, though, is when you... Uh, when you're escorted out of the village, all of the villagers are like, I can't believe yeah. he would do this. I knew I couldn't trust him from the beginning. You know, like these little comments that it's like bitter as you're escorted out of town. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like that definitely could have been, I don't know, just if, if it really was true, what they were intending and that everyone was saying those things, I wish you could have had, cause surely there were some people who were just kind of like, I never saw any of that. Or people were like kind of distrusting of you other yeah. than the Pearl clan members. But I understood why they had a distrust in you. Right. Um, speaking of the Pearl clan, I found it funny that a lot of, um, a lot of the wardens of the frenzied Pokemon we're like, okay, but what's so bad about the Pokemon being frenzied? You know what I mean? Right. And I realized that, like, the first one actually was hurting people, like, hurting right. the locals and stuff. So I understand that, yeah, it's not acting normal. It's acting way more aggressive than normal. Let's go in and try and calm it down. After that, like, especially towards the end, when you're when you're doing the um the big iceberg guy. Yeah. Um the the warden for that one the shirtless buff guy he uh, <laughs> yes. he's just like yeah but what's so bad about this like i'll let you i'll let you you know f help you know figure him out but like i don't understand what's so bad about him being frenzied in the first place i found that interesting as like a story concept that yeah. they didn't go anywhere with it was just I like agree. here's here's this little like seed that i'm going to plant <laughs> in your mind but i'm not going to do anything with it so i don't know i found that interesting one of the things that I thought was interesting is, um, I, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's too late because you didn't oh, do it's, it. <laughs> it's fine. No, it's fine. Um, is actually, Volo ends up being a bad guy. <laughs> you know, I kind of got that vibe from him when okay. he was like, he was like watching a little too much during like all of the red sky stuff. And he's like, but I want to go with you, but I want to yes. go with you. I want to see this. I want to. And I'm like, there's something fishy going on here. What's funny is <laughs> I have never felt this way before. The whole time I kept thinking, oh my gosh. I could kind of ship Volo with my character. I could see them. <laughs> and then that ends up being like Dawn for the original, like her descendants through there. I thought that was a brilliant idea. And then it turns out that he was actually a bad guy. Um, so at the end, there's post-game material, which kind of ties together with Arceus, which I kind of felt like should have been included in the main game stuff. I kind of thought it was odd that Arceus wasn't even mentioned yeah. in main well, game when the game is titled Pokemon Legends Arceus. I understand that your main goal is to... Arceus's instruction is to catch all the Pokemon, which is fine. But your main goal is to stop the rift and everything. But the rift is part of your story while you're there anyway. So why would you have this... Post-game stuff. Because you actually... what Part of what you're supposed to do is... Volo is... Kind of trying to get you to collect... So, like, when you finish these frenzied Pokemon... And you, you help them and stuff... And the noble Pokemon and all that... They give you these plates. Right. And... 
Volo wants those plates, and he kind of helps you get the rest of these plates. I kind of noticed that he was also collecting plates. Yes. Yeah. Um. So he kind of he is trying to get you to to you, you're supposed to encounter these other legendary Pokemon, so they're all holding plates and stuff. And he gets you to go to the Temple of Sinnoh for the last plate, and he kind of betrays you there. He tries to steal the plates and dr- basically draw Arceus. Um, he wants to make a new world, and he's kind of revealed that he's he's been working with Giratina to open the space-time rift. Um, but he kind of goes mad in the end. He takes his hat off. His hair's all crazy. It's really <laughs> kind of funny. Um, but you, you end up, of course, going in and defeating both him and Giratina, and... It it transforms your flute into something else. That it was it was whatever. It, the rest really doesn't matter. But basically, you're still instructed to to battle, find, and catch all of those Pokemon and all that stuff before you see Arceus again. And I have not done that yet, so I don't know if there's any more story to it afterwards. Um, but I was kind of disappointed that some of this content was not included with the main game. It seems like it should have been. Granted, it's not, it's not DLC, so that's a plus. I agree. (laughs) But you know, Pokemon kind of does this though, where like you, you get all the badges and the game's technically done, but there's still post-game stuff to do. I I think So I didn't take much issue with it. I just thought it was a weird choice of where they put it. They aim for you to know that there's more question marks out there to hunt down those question marks and and push you to keep playing the game past the credits. Um, Unfortunately for, for my situation... I, like, just beat the game. Yeah. So, like, I've only seen the credits a couple days ago, so, like, there there really wasn't enough time for me to keep going. I may still play a little more of the game, and I may see some more of this, but, you know, yeah, it's, it's funny that it's not... There is no more interaction with Arceus. Like, you would yeah. think that after... After you catch Dialga and Polkia... Polka. Palkia. Palkia. Yeah. Anyway, I, after you catch them, you would think that you would have some interaction with Arceus to be like, I'm closing the void, come back when you've done things. And then you go back and, you know, yeah. this stuff with Volo or whatever. But, yeah, it's like, as far as, like, a main game goes, like, main story, like, there's very little to do with Arceus. Yeah. Like, you see him in the beginning, or see him, quote, yeah, I know, you, yeah. you talk to him in the beginning, he talks to you. And he gives you your mission and your phone and stuff, but like, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I would like to see a conclusion of the story to be like he sends you back. Yeah, he sends you back to your hometown. Or maybe gives you the option to go back. Yeah, because yeah. you kind of make yourself a life. Do it. You know, you're right. good at what you do here. Um, but they don't really have an indication of where you came from because they act like at the beginning, Arceus acts like you don't even know what Pokemon is. When you read through the dialogue, which you obviously have to of if you ever, I think like, he asks skilled. you if you know what Pokemon are. Oh, does I'm he? I'm pretty maybe. sure he asks you. Um, in any case, though, you're not the only one that's come through the rift, right? Um, there's the, the one warden, warden guy, yeah, yeah, the warden that that is over Sneasel or Sneasel's yeah, evolution. Yeah, he's like a captain, and he kind of alludes to his past. And I, ass- yeah, he, I assumed he is one of the prior games. Maybe I had, haven't actually looked into he it. He had lost his memory, and you know, he 
he struggles with finding it, but as you fight him and work with him, he remembers things yeah. and he remembers Pokemon trainers and badges yeah. and you know that stuff. I loved that. I did I too. That, I yeah. love that little nod to the old games. Yeah. And it did it it absolutely did Add like suggest charm. that maybe he was actually a character in the games that yeah. you played, you know, maybe di- the original Diamond and Pearl or something. But um yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that was interesting. So yeah, um, I really didn't like all the hand holding early game. I thought you hated that. I did not. It, it didn't bother me. It but drives I understand. me insane, insane. Like how many times, Pokemon? How many times <laughs> do I have to be escorted around town and told what Pokemon are and how to catch them? I know. I've been playing these games for twenty five years. I know how to play Pokemon. But, like, for some reason, every game, they're like, you must be new to the Pokemon (laughs) universe. Like, no, I'm not. Please. technically, they were new to the Pokemon universe. I I understand. I understand the need for the um, tutorial stuff. I completely get it. And some of it is needed for new gameplay. But, like, the hand-holding, not just the instructional side, but, like, let's let's go here and talk to this person. And instead of letting you just open up and go and find that person, they're just like, Boop, there you are. They just teleport you there. And it's like, d- stop with the turn. Either teleport me or do not teleport me. None of this. Like we'll teleport you there. And then you got to walk back. Like, well, stop it. Yeah, but you have fast travel. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's not that bad. It's just, I, it's annoying. I understand some of the things that what they you're do. saying. I did not think it was a huge issue, but um, I mean, also, the ending kind of bothered me as far as... It was kind of anticlimactic. <laughs> no. Well, no, I not suppose really. not. I, I like, felt the urgency of, yeah. like, you know, you get Dialga, and then you have to, you have, you know, this other Pokemon that comes out of the rift, and you have to, you know, figure that out. I, I understood where they were going with that concept. I didn't like the, like, fetch quest crap yeah. in between. Uh, you know, I understood that they wanted to... I just... I felt like it was this artificial dragging it out that just fell out of place for what was going on. I... I disagree. Okay. Maybe. Or rather, I liked it. Okay. I liked it for this kind of game. Normally, I don't like it in, like, a typical RPG, but I kind of felt like the point of this whole game is you're surveying, you're supposed to just be crawling around doing weird stuff... And the fetch quest tasks are just part of it, and it fit for me. I don't mind fetch quest tasks in general. It's more of that situation in particular that bugged me. Because, like, here you just got done fighting Dialga. Dialga. You you caught him. You have this new threat, and you need to make this ball to, to you know, fix oh, that yeah. threat. And in the meantime, you have, like... Stupid banter between like, between like the with with the misfortune ladies who oh, show yeah. up again, and like just garbage like banter between you know the diamond and pearl clan leaders, and it's just like, why are we still <laughs> why are we still doing this? Why is all this still an issue? Like, let's just go. Let's yeah. get this over with. Like, I don't want I. I 
I just, at that point, and it could just be my mood at the time too, at that point, I was just done. Let's get this game over with, please. Well, it is kind of, you, you work all your way up through Mount Cornette to try and get to the top, and you do all that stuff, and then you gotta go all the way back Back down. to Jub- yeah. Jubilee Life. So that Life. I do understand. And then all the way back up to the top, and they and don't I'm- escort you to the top. You have to either fly up there or quick travel close by and then fly up there. Just like the little things that bugged me about it. Yeah. I I guess just overall, I wasn't super excited about the story. I liked it. <laughs> That's fine. And there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. Kojita. The girl. Oh, yeah. The, I wish there was more The lady to in black. Her. She just was, like, there. Like, no rhyme or reason to who she was or where she came from or her backstory. She's just there to, like, say, get the red chain, and then that's it. Like, she need, yeah, she definitely needed... It's like, if, she had a character that appeared like it was well fleshed like out she was and gonna be no, so she was gonna yeah. be so important to the story and she was like nothing she was just this cool like little witch in the woods sort of thing <laughs> yeah and like that was it and i thought for I sure i was disappointed in that. i thought for sure her tea set was a pokemon i thought it was gonna be too i'm sad i know I mean, I didn't finish all of the Endgame stuff yet. I don't know if it's tied up, but I really don't think so. I just, I, I don't think so either. In looking up she, stuff online, like, there is had, no other information about her. She had to play with some of the Volo stuff. Like, you had to catch, and you had to catch, too, like, the Landorus and Thunder. Well, and, and, and her, stuff, her and Vola are, like, close yeah. in some way. Like, they don't really talk much about it but like you can tell that they have yeah some sort of built-up relationship really shelled out an awesome looking character and they yeah. really developed her well but her backstory there was none and it, it was a lot more it, it she's not really that important right and, and i think that that's the problem that i have with her as a character is that she had she had this air of importance like and just wasn't yeah. it just like melted like fell short if if she would have just been introduced a little bit earlier even in just like you're walking around and she shows up she's like hey who are you yeah come check out this thing you know something just a little a little bit of uh introductory to her as a mysterious character you know throughout the game i think that that would have been fun or even had her be like the um in in main game play you have the pokemon um uh, after you beat the Elite Four, you, the champion. Oh, yeah, yeah, To have her be like that sort yeah. of person where after you get the, after you collect the legendary Pokemon and you finish the game, you go back to her and she's like, ah, good job. Let's have a Pokemon fight. Yeah. And then have her bust out like, you know, Mega Charizard yeah. <laughs> or something. You know, just It just would have been cool to have more about her yeah. in general. Instead, it's just this like, again, like I said, just a witch in the woods who really has no importance yeah. to anything. Other than the red chain. That's kind yeah. of it. The red chain and maybe some other legendary stuff it's post-game. Like they created her to be relevant to that one specific part, but they made her so mysterious that you... I don't. Yeah, it's like you said. They just kind of fell short, yeah. and yeah. they kind of hyped her up to more than what she was. So yeah. So uh, you ready to move on? Yeah, let's let's <laughs> move on. I'm done with story. Graphics. I gave graphics a six out of ten. Oh my gosh! I gave it a nine out of ten. Okay, let's talk about um, that again. It, 
It's more like I wanted to put it at an 8.5, but I I rounded up. Is but that, is that 0.5 going to really make a difference? <laughs> it's more like 9 might be too high, but 8 is too short. It, the problem, there was very few things I had I felt like was wrong anyway. Maybe you might change my mind, but I okay. the one thing that I did not like is that while the later areas that you go to were so unique and different, some of the open parts were like, how do I, I don't want to say boring. Cause like, it's obviously it's just grass, but like, I feel like there was too much empty space in certain parts. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Um, my- and I had slight quality issues. That was the biggest... That that was probably my biggest gripe, is that I feel like an overall... Overall graphics were okay, but, like, as a game made in 2022... Don't get me wrong, I don't expect, like, Horizon Forbidden West quality, but I have a standard, and I feel like this game was under that standard. Like, even even as far as, like... Um, Legend of Zelda, um, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is beautiful, and the the style of game is very comparable to each other. Like they have a very similar vibe, but Breath of the Wild is fantastic, and Pokemon is like meh at well, best. The way I feel about it. Because, again, I loved, I really did love this game, Mm -hmm, and I liked running around, and I was content with how it was, but I definitely get the feeling that at a certain point, I'm going to look back at this game and think, those are old graphics. Yeah. And that's kind of like... They're definitely not going to... They they barely pulled up today. They really could have done better, for sure, but I wasn't upset with them either. Like, I was really impressed with the amount of Pokemon and the stuff that they did, like the sleeping was super, yeah, super cute. Yeah, for sure. The mud was pretty cool. Um, and them in their own natural habitats. And like for a, for a base game, if they do end up moving on, if they do end up making more of this, which I would very much be interested in, I think this is a great starting point. They could absolutely do better. Um, I also had a couple other like graphical issues that I noticed along the way. Um specifically in caves. It was like barely any caves? No, no. Oh, okay. The quality in the caves was awful. Like my character oh, when you walk through you're the talk- caves, the, the outlines had like a white pixely outline. I want to say that that was a problem in one of the prior games too. I can't remember which one, but I, I have no idea. But it looked awful. I agree. And I it did was like about it. It just it threw the game way Thankfully, off. You weren't in very many caves. There wasn't that but many. But it was. Thankfully, there wasn't very many caves. <laughs> um, I also had a few like lighting effect issues where like the screen would flicker. I didn't have that. Like, I know you're talking about it. During, I don't remember it. During Twilight in, in the game, either sunrise or sunset. I see. You would be walking through the area, and if you clipped through a tree branch, or like, you know, um, your camera, if your camera clipped through a tree branch, the lighting in the sky would like flash. And it was really annoying. It was just like, it just felt like a simple thing that was just overlooked. Um, Otherwise, like Pokemon all looked really good in general. I think the only one that I had a problem with that I noticed was Onyx. 
Onyx and Steelix, they looked really flat. They just... Oh, I didn't notice. They're like, they're supposed to be like really rocky and edged, edged, rigged, rather, but like... Yeah, they just like didn't. You don't like how like sharp their edges looked, or uh, they're they had like no texture. They were just oh. like flat shapes. I just I don't know. I didn't notice, okay. but I mean I'm not to say that it didn't exist. Uh, it's like the flickering. The flickering might have been there, and I just have right, not yeah. even noticed. I mean, it could be how you play too. Like I played on a bigger yeah. screen, and maybe you were playing more handheld. I don't know. Um, I liked that. The characters, despite wearing, for the most part, the same thing, were kind of unique, like, different-wise. And the redundant characters, it made sense why they're, they're, they would be reused, like, the same character model would be used to, like, a lot of the guards and stuff. It made yeah. sense. And it they did. weren't important. And, and I think, in general, that's an okay way to yeah. use the same well, character after type. Sword and Shield. <laughs> I know. Um... Honestly, overall, character designs were banging. They were awesome. I Okay. The outfit situation. 90% of the outfits, I hated. I hated really? every one of them. Why? Oh, like for your character? For your character to oh, wear. Oh, okay. And when you were able to, at the end, I don't know if you noticed, you're able to wear some of Diamond and Pearl's clan's outfits. Oh, I didn't notice that, but that's cool. I wish that you could have worn some of the other characters' outfits, too, though. I think it would have been fun if they let you wear your casual clothes when you landed. When you landed? Yeah, when you fell you out can. of the sky. Can you? I think so, yeah. Oh, can you return to those clothes? That'd be fun. Um, I didn't like the original clothes, I didn't though. either, but I would have liked to have had like more modern well, feel I would have liked... I hated the hair options. I really hated it. And oh, really? I wanted my hair to be down, but without the barrettes. And they didn't have that option. So I ended up wearing a mask over my face the entire time. <laughs> which, I have to say, really added to the dramatic scenes of when your character is confronting stuff. Because normally you're just a 15-year-old kid running around. Where my mask made it seem more like I'm in control and I've got this. I don't know. I just felt well, cool. That's probably a good thing. Because 90% of the time when something happened... My guy's jaw dropped, and that yeah, was all. He was just like, oh! I know it was wide open. Every I noticed time, that. I'm like, dude, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> yeah. Like, he had like three expressions neutral, his mouth wide open, and like a yeah. big, huge smile on his face. <laughs> like, there was nothing in between those. I, I was pretty satisfied with the outfit I finally came out with. But I was really kind of, every time they would be like, we've got new styles in stock, I'd be going through them and I'd have to, there was no like showing you what was new yeah, and what wasn't. Yeah, I would have liked I, to have had the I'd new have stuff to at go the top. go through all of the new stuff. And why was there like a tuxedo outfit option? <laughs> I didn't just notice did that. just did not make any sense. I would have loved to have worn a Kag Kagita's outfit or have some kind of element from yeah, that. Yeah, that would be cool. It's just nothing. Um... I I ended up with like a oceany vibe, yeah. like a very blue oceany Which color. Which is funny because mine was the polar opposite of like a red. It was just we kind of matched and in then, a certain way. And then I had a Bidoof mask yeah. that my character wore on like the side of his head, which was really cute. I mean, you know me and Bidoof. We're like best friends. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, it was it was really cute. But then um I gave my character real long hair and like a ponytail and I thought that it felt it felt, felt good with the vibe yeah. of the of the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it fit was the aesthetic. Nice. Yeah, I get that. Um but yeah. 
I I really liked being able to. This is probably partially gameplay, but I liked being able to send out your Pokemon to like just stand there when you weren't using them. I wish that they would follow you around. That would have been more fun. I but it was cool seeing how big they are compared to your character yeah. now. And I I liked that they had the option to take pictures, but like it was so like not needed and it was boring going into the photo. Like there was nothing really unique about it. You could have just went to the overworld and taken a picture. Yeah. It would have been better. I uh <laughs> something funny that I was doing. Um as soon as I got to Dialga, <laughs> the first thing I wanted to do was make him smash rocks. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. the Lord of Time <laughs> will smash thy rock. <laughs> I need some more ore. <laughs> it was just it was really so funny. funny to use him for these mundane yeah. things. Like, What would you think about uh, the appearance change? Oh my gosh, you didn't even do that? Uh, They have a... You get an item that actually... You should have seen him change his appearance when you battled him, though. Or they... He has, like, a different look to him. Oh, I noticed that, like, Palka... Palkia. Palkia was, like... Oh, yeah. Like a horse. Yes. So Dialga also has a different form. Oh. And you get items that will allow you to change their forms. Oh, that's cool. And they're really cool. What'd you think about Palkia's? I thought it was cool. Yeah. Because normally he's, like, a big, bulky, like, dragon. Yeah. And then to see him with this, like, kind of more of an elegant, like, horse shape... It fit okay. Like yeah. it was, it was They're a little cool. awkward, but like it fit all right. I think it's just awkward because you're used to seeing them the certain. Yeah, way. yeah, I think that's true. Um, oh, and I, I really liked, of course, the, um, the upgraded evolutions for white. You're like the white yeah. and the cleaver. And I, Sneasel. I really liked the um, Hasui like style Pokemon. Yeah, like the Growlithe and the, the Sneasels. Zor- Zor- Zorox, or yeah, 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 I loved them. I did too, and I was really upset when mine evolved to this like big haired yeah. like dog I thing. I kind of liked like, it. I really wanted a shiny one. Oh yeah, but that was the mask I wore throughout yeah, the whole yeah. game. It covered my face. It looked really. He cool. was like really hard to find. Like you, as far as I can tell, you can only find one of those in like the like, like one ice area. cave, or and only one shows up. So like um, to try and shiny hunt for that guy well, would have been a nightmare. You, of course, you didn't beat the game. After you beat the game, you have the option, uh, well, you don't have the option, uh, mass outbreaks become a common thing. Mm. I've noticed a few of them, but not uh, Well, you, you saw the regular outbreaks, but the mass outbreaks happen only when it rains, and it kind of, I mean, the same kind of Pokemon appear in certain areas of the map, but like it's kind of random on who shows up on your map, and there's a lot more potential for shinies. It increases mm. dramatically. I I caught without. You, did you ever catch that shiny ponyta? No, I never did that. Okay, quest. that was a quest yeah, that you did. Somebody else was telling me in chat. Um. That. So aside from that, I caught a shiny Luxray, a shiny Yanma, a Dartix, which is Rowlet's second evolution. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, a Staravia and a shiny Turtwig. Nice. Oh, yeah, my Luxray. I was so happy with my Luxray. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah cool. that was really cool. Um, and you of course caught I, your. I did. I did shiny hunting for Bidoof. I guess we're on gameplay now. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, yeah, um, I did shiny hunting well, for Bidoof. Well, let you do graphics really quick. Oh, I I already said I gave oh, it a six. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. All right, I gave it a nine. <laughs> um, shiny hunting in this game is a little bit different. Obviously, it's they they kind of change the easier. dynamic each time. 
Um, basically, you get better odds depending on how high your level is in your Pokedex. So your research level, and I don't know for sure, but I think maybe the amount you've caught too. Maybe not. But yeah, your research level is like the most important. I caught like 100 Bidoof before I finally got my shiny, and I feel like that that was pretty generous. I, I caught... My Yanma, when I was flying overhead, so there was no mass outbreak, it just was there. My Dartix, which is Rowlet's second evolution, I found him in a mass outbreak. I found the Turtwig in a mass outbreak, and my Staravia and Luxray were on the map. Hmm. So, like, and I mean, they were probably 10, I mean, this was, most of these were by the late, end of the game. Late game, yeah. Um, but... I, I, to me, it kind of felt like the shiny rate, unless I just was super lucky to have a nice file that catches a lot of shinies. I don't know. I mean, I feel like shiny rates in general have gotten more forgiving. Obviously, I'm sure that there's a shiny charm that you'll get if yes, you complete if you the catch, Pokedex. It has to be all 100%. But ten, the level 10 is considered fi- finished, so all of your Pokemon at level 10, which I'm pretty darn close to as well. Oh, really? Yeah, my Pokedex is almost finished. Do you get I, anything special if you complete the Pokedex Just thing? the shiny charm, I believe. No, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, just for, for completing one, the decks? For one Pokemon I to assume complete the... it has something to do with Arceus. Oh. But I haven't looked into it because I didn't want to know. I, I hope I'm Just, not let down. I, I was talking to uh, um, Totodose. She yeah. is in chat sometimes. Anyway, um, had said that she caught, or she did the entire Pokedex for um, um, Magikarp. So like completed every yeah. task for all of you know all yeah, of Magikarp. Yeah. So I I just was curious if there was any benefit to doing oh. that other than like I guess it's possible it's that fun it, to do <laughs> it helps you achieve that tenth star rank. Oh maybe. And I don't know if you get anything for reaching tenth star. I am having a horrible time reaching to ten. I've been stuck on nine forever. But I also haven't been playing these last two weeks. Sure. Who was your main team? If you had one. Um, I did. Um, I had my um, Oshawott Final Evolution uh, Samurott or whatever. Yeah. Um, I had a Luxray. I had Kitty, which was my Onyx. No, that's right, because you have a Kitty I, named Onyx. And now I have an Onyx named Kitty. You, yeah. had, to, you had to explain that, and I was like, oh, <laughs> you're explaining it in chat. I had my Shiny Bidoof. Um... And you had a Drifloon too, didn't you? Oh yeah, Drifblim. Oh, you evolved him? Yeah, I did. A Drifblim. I kept calling him Drifloon just because it was easier, but yeah, Drifblim. And um I had one slot that I was kind of rotating. Yeah, For me a while too. I had Abra or Kadabra. Yeah. Um, but Kadabra like never evolved. So then I swapped him out with um the Zo Zoro. Zoro. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. what his name is, something like that. The little He's now white instead of black. Yeah, yeah, and he looks really cool, like white and red. Um, I, I also like I, I swapped them out for the most part, and really I only used three by the time I was finished because I needed like empty spots for a while. But mm-hmm. I, I started with my Typhlosion, and he was the one that ended up cycling out a few times, and then I had my Golduck, 
my Luxray. I, I kept my Drifloon as a Drifloon. I didn't want it to be a blimp. <laughs> well, that's like Bidoof. I'm like, Bidoof, yeah. you will never be a Bill Barrel. Yeah. <laughs> like, you will never be a Daryl. I call Darryl. him Daryl. Yeah, <laughs> you will never be a Daryl. Yeah. And every time, every time I fight someone, it's like, Bidoof can, love, uh, Bidoof can yeah. evolve. And You're I'm like, like no, nope. you can't. <laughs> Well, I liked now, though, that you have the option of when to evolve them, because it was really annoying having to cancel out all the time yeah, yeah. and making them old Neverstone. Um, so then I had, so Typhlosion, Golduck, I had a Ninetales, because I didn't see any Vulpix for a while, and then I did find them after my Ninetales, but I had already committed to, I had gotten uh, the uh, the Alpha oh, Pokemon. Nice. My Luxray, my Drifloon, and my Togekiss Togekiss is my new other favorite Pokemon. Why? That's I so don't weird. know why. Because he's got this itty bitty, really happy face. Uh. When you see him and he's flying around, he's like <laughs> big and he's just happy the face. The face you're making right now is adorable. So I get <laughs> well, that's it. That's how I felt about him. And he makes this really cool sound. I love the sound he makes. I can't even re- yeah. like try and imitate it. And he's he's pretty darn close to being level 100. Nice. Um but yeah, and then my Luxray was also close and then I found my shiny Luxray and I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I had to put him in a box. I I put him in my special box though, so that he was not forgotten, but I had to swap him out with my shiny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Togekiss is my new favorite. Uh <laughs> my other favorite. And really all of them. I appreciate the whole line, but yeah, Togekiss especially is like Mwah. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> you can uh did you catch a Togekiss? You see the one that was flying around um, in the sky? There was a Togetic, but not the I think all I caught was a Togepi. I don't think I even seen the other Oh, two. okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um I did see like um Did you see the Gyarados? I've seen Gyarados in flying. the water. Did you see him flying in the sky? No. <laughs> no. Um, no, I saw Crobat flying around in the sky. I tried to yeah. catch him a couple times. The Magnazone? Uh, Magnazone. I saw him a couple times. That's it. <laughs> like, oh, literally, that's it. You didn't see it. any of the bird Pokemon? Like the Star Ravi? Or, oh, yeah. The Star I, I suppose. Yeah, I saw a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those were pretty cool. I liked that idea. Well, really, as a whole, this game was vastly different than any Pokemon game yes. ever before. Uh, let's let's talk about gameplay. Gameplay in general. I just kind of want to go over some of the concepts of gameplay. Um, first off, it's open world, kind of, sort of. So, like, you have different zones that you can find Pokemon in. And it's like they're different um, habitats. Yeah, I think that's biomes. why they did it this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have different zones that you can explore freely, and if depending on your po- your noble Pokemon that you've completed storyline wise, you could still you know you could run fast with the deer, you could swim, you could climb walls, you could fly, or you, or you could, could sniff. The sniff. <laughs> <laughs> but different ways that you can traverse the terrain. And depending on where you go and depending on, you know, what you stumble upon, you could catch different Pokemon in, in different yeah. areas. Some of the Pokemon can be alpha Pokemon, like we explained, where they're, they have, like, red glowing eyes and they're big. Um, they're just a little bit harder than, like, well, actually, they're quite a bit harder than the average Pokemon. Most of them are, like, level 50 plus. I think Sometimes the alpha, they're a little lower, but... The alpha have a higher chance of having better stats, because otherwise, did you notice when you would release, you'd get that grit stuff? That's yeah. supposed to help increase their, like, base stats oh, and nice. stuff. Um, but, like, I collected so much of that... 
other um, to me the alpha pokemon just seemed like that they just had an icon after that that's really all um, it meant <laughs> the only thing that i liked about the alpha pokemon was it was an easy way to level up yeah because yeah you gave you they dropped rare candies well yeah and once you get to like level 60 or like in the 60s there's not many pokemon that are that high level oh well, i had no problem leveling really? my po- yeah my like are my, high level my team got to about level 60 and i'm like i don't even know what to fight like i just found myself repeating fights over and over and over and over and over again to try I but never like, focused on leveling up my pokemon ever you probably played it more casually yeah. than i did too so that that's a little different um anyway uh the more pokemon of the Every Pokemon has different uh, Pokedex um, research tasks. Yeah, tasks. So depending on the Pokemon, you can complete different tasks to upgrade your Pokedex for that Pokemon. And as you do complete certain things, you obviously get the shiny rarity upgrade, which is kind of nice. But also you get... um, you get points. Well, you, first off, you get money for completing those Yay. tasks and collecting Pokemon. But then you also get um, experience points. Which ups your rank. Which ups your rank. Your rank, the only nice thing about your rank is that when you rank up, and you, there are 10 ranks total, when you rank up, you get um, the level of Pokemon that you're able to use yeah goes up so like for a while it's like level only level 20 and then so like it goes the to like 30 yeah just like badges in traditional pokemon games but also uh every level up you get you get a new um like the reward was better well you got a new um crafting item oh yeah, yeah. so by the way you can craft in this game too which is kind of nice like when i first heard when i first noticed that that was a mechanic i'm like oh no oh no i'm gonna hate this honestly it was a lot nicer than i thought it was gonna be no longer do you have to buy pokeballs though you can and i did by no, the end no longer do you have to buy pokeballs you can just collect the items yeah. and craft the pokeballs yourself well, so you can use your pokemon and you can throw the ball at, like, a rock or a tree, and you can collect some of these material items that you need. And that also gives your Pokemon experience, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it does. A little bit. Um, I kind of had a gripe about the recipe thing, only that there were so many items and so many recipes. And I didn't use most of the, uh, the items through recipes, like the special food recipes. And I, it just, it seemed like such a bother, especially when by the end, I had so much money, I was just buying my Pokeballs. Yeah, I, well, I felt that way too, except I was using all of my money to buy more slots, yes, inventory and slots. and that was my other gripe. I kind of understood and was on board with it for the first few, but after it got so absurdly expensive, it was just like, I don't even buy, I'm buying all my items at this point. I don't use 98% of this stuff. So why am I even bothering upgrading my storage? Well, I, I felt the opposite. So like, I was okay with spending my money on the storage because I was walking around and like collecting everything, like literally everything. So, you know, I understand your perspective because if I wasn't collecting everything and I was just like catching a bunch of stuff, I would have plenty of money that then I could just buy my Pokeballs. So it really just depends on your gameplay style. Well, like I said, I was on board at first, but I got so tired of running out of space, which again, you buy the space 
And then it got to the point where I still had so much money and I wasn't using, I stopped collecting certain things that I knew I wasn't using for crafting. And then it was like, I had the space, I had all this money and really I would start collecting stuff that I didn't even want to collect. It was just, I'm trying to cycle through all my items was kind of a pain. And so I think if they just had given you more space to begin with or just not had that, I, I don't know. By the end of the game, I was done with it. I was right. over it. I didn't care. It didn't matter. Um, so, like, I, it was fun at first. It was fine. I understood. And it was, it gave you a thing to really kind of save for, which I did. Um, and it kind of made you have to collect, re- you know, the recipe items, which I'm glad for because it helped me level up my Pokemon. But by the end of the game, it did not matter. Yeah. And I, I really just, I wished that they had reached a certain point where it was just like, you know, I'm just going to teach you the rest of everything and you can have all the space you want because you're going to be buying the stuff anyway. So it yeah. doesn't matter. Um, so uh, on the topic of inventory space, you had your personal inventory sack but then you also had like a box that you could store stuff in, and this box can be um, can be accessed from every camp and anytime you're at home or like yeah. at a base or something. So you could open up your you could open up your main inventory box and you can store stuff from your stash into right. the box, which then you could craft stuff out of the box depending on if you're accessing the craft spot next to those boxes but otherwise if you're out on you know an expedition you can only craft with what is in your inventory at the time so you kind of have to think about what you want to keep with you at all times which typically is going to be just stuff for making pokeballs yeah um Towards the later end of the game, I kind of found myself wanting to keep stuff in my inventory for healing my Pokemon, Mm -hmm. but it turned out that it was easier to just buy a bunch of revives and Mm -hmm. a bunch of potions than it was to make the stuff. Really, crafting only came in handy for, like, the first half of the game. Sure, yeah. Which, uh... It was enough to me. I mean, it was a fun mechanic. Um, so... Catching Pokemon is kind of the same concept as it always has been. You throw the Pokeball. However, in this game, you don't have to engage in battle every time. You can just kind of run up to the Pokemon, throw your ball, and hope it catches. I loved that. I did too. It made the gameplay really smooth and elegant. It made you get to choose what you really wanted to take the time to like. Nothing worse than running into the Zubat for the 15th time. (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and you totally can just avoid whatever Pokemon you want. Some Pokemon are more aggressive than others and some of them will pursue you and attack you speaking of your character does have a health limit quote health limit did you ever quote unquote die i didn't really outside of um the noble battles was the only times that i blacked out but yeah no in the field i never died i lost a few of my satchels nice i fell from very high places oh yeah no i didn't have any problems with that i got really close a couple times where it was like red lighting me but yeah no i i didn't actually die and I liked that you could help people find their satchels. People yeah, that was kind mine. of a nice. Mechanic. I actually I fell from a high place by accident, and I lost my satchel in this really weird spot. And I thought I'm never getting this back, and I did. I was so surprised because <laughs> in a cave, up high on like this pillar, so you have to have reached the end game stuff to get the bird at the very least. So, like I was like, who on earth is gonna be in this cave? But they they came through. Oh, nice. So random Japanese name that I cannot understand or read. Thank you. Yeah, so if you black out, which basically if a Pokemon hurts you too many times 
and your character blacks out or you run out of Pokemon, then you no. lose. No? If you run out of Pokemon, you leave the battle. Oh. Well, and you can heal up and go back in. <laughs> I had no yes. idea. In any case, if your character runs out of health, yeah. quote, health, uh, basically you can be attacked, I think, like five times or something like that. Um, you black out. And when you black out, you lose your, your, your satchel. satchel. <laughs> And if you lose your satchel, the only way to get to have it recovered is if a different person finds it, usually connected. Uh, internet, I think yeah. it has to be connected yeah. to the internet for that function to work. And you, as a as a random player, you can find different satchels around, and you can click on it, and it'll did send. You do that? I did a couple yeah. times. I found a few. Sometimes um, you get rewards from it too, which is uh, nice. That's kind of nice. Um, but yeah, so you catch, you can catch your Pokemon just by throwing Pokeballs at it. There are different, there's other things that you can, um, other methods of catching Pokemon. Like if their backs are turned, the, the rates go up with how well you can catch it. You can use different types of balls. You can use berries to help focus the Pokemon on something else. You can use smoke bombs to basically, um, hide yourself. Uh, there's a couple other items that'll let you do a few different things in trying to catch Pokemon. Yeah. But, like, ultimately your goal is to catch and find Pokemon, just like it always has yes. been. And in that aspect, it's really nice. Um, Pokemon tend to be in groups of, like, two or three. Yeah. Though not always. Sometimes I mean, they're by sense. themselves. Yeah, and it really is, like, they are in their own habitats. Like, if you're in a cave, you're going to find Zubat. Right. If you're out in the wilderness, or if you're out in the woods, you're going to find, like, you know... Generally, scythers and stuff. Generally, the rarer Pokemon's, you're only gonna find like one of. Right. Yeah. Which is nice. You know, it makes sense. It makes shiny hunting a little bit more challenging, depending yeah. on what you want. If you want a cool Pokemon, it's yeah. kind of hard to find those. But um, yeah. So when I did like Bidoof hunting, I just I knew where the Bidoofs All were, the Bidoofs and were. I would just hit them one after <laughs> yeah. another after another. I found that killing them was a little bit quote killing know, them yeah. KOing them was a little bit easier just because it would get them off the map so you know that you're not seeing repeat pokemon yeah. so you you could either catch them or you could just fight them and i was catching them for the longest time and then i was just like well let's just fight them and get them off the map and then i was just keep the circling lady, the lady managing your your pokemon field is like oh thank goodness the bidoof stopped showing up they're probably <laughs> wreaking havoc on the whole town <laughs> just like bidoof after bidoof after bidoof um, so as you catch Pokemon, they go to your stable and this, you have different like stables that they can be in basically Pokemon boxes yeah. before the invention Which of computers. Which I loved a lot more than the computer box, well, by I the mean, way. It's the same concept. It's just, I'm just a saying different it makes more way. sense. Yeah, it does. Um, so these fields you can store just like Pokemon boxes. You can store your Pokemon in them. You can move them around. Um, also, once you get to four boxes, you get the ability to mass um, select, mass, mass select and release Pokemon. I didn't know this when I first started, and I got super, super aggravated <laughs> at the game. I was about to quit playing. Oh, I was no. so close. I'm like so selecting I'm, each Bidoof. <laughs> each Bidoof. All hundred. Go down to release. Do you want to? Yes, Bidoof. Release. Do you want to? Yes. But do for. Oh my gosh. It was ridiculous. I was so angry. And I'm like raving over this. And Lori had looked it up and she's like, 
Uh, she's <laughs> messaging me in the chat like, "You just get, just collect enough to get to the four boxes, and and she'll open up that ability." And I'm like, "Oh, thank goodness!" <laughs> so yeah, cost some more Bidoofs. Right? Yeah. So so then it was like Bidoof's hoe. I just was yeah. every Woo! Bidoof was in my That's was funny. in my box. Um. So yeah, you can evolve Pokemon at will. Um, there is no longer this like level thing where it's like you hit this level and you know, your Bidoof starts trying to level up. It just activates and there's like an option there for you to be able to evolve your Pokemon if you want to. Uh, was I saying level up before? I think it was. Anyway, it's evolving. <laughs> um, e- and you can just evolve whenever you want to. There is no like mm-hmm. mandatory thing or you don't need a Moonstone to cancel um, evolving. It, Everstone. Or Everstone, yeah. yeah. Um, same thing for moves. So your yeah. Pokemon moves. You which can, I'm so thankful for. I was too. They're interchangeable now, yeah. which makes so much more sense. The only problem I had with them, though, is you had to confirm yeah, that you did that. I didn't a like that A few times I went back out and I was like, oh, it's fine. And it was not I, fine. <laughs> uh, one of the times I was going through, I'm like, I had no idea how to confirm. Like, yeah, it was just like said in there that, you know, press X to confirm. But like all the button commands are at the bottom corner of the of the yeah. window. So like I'm looking yeah. at the bottom corner and I'm like, how do I how do yeah. I com- approve this? And I'm like, oh, there's a big confirm like yeah. sign in my <laughs> face. It's just not where it's supposed yeah. to be. So yeah, it is. The moves are interchangeable. You can pick whatever the heck you want, and you just slide it yeah. into the slot. Um, you can, you know, move the moves around however you want. It's really, really a welcome thing for yeah. any Pokemon game. Um, so you have your move set. You can, you know, evolve whenever you want. You can go out and catch whatever you want. You can fly around the ter- terrain however you want to get around. You can go wherever you want. It's just so, so much of a welcome change to the Pokemon yes. world. I can't say for sure, but when I saw, because they did announce the next uh, Pokemon uh, games. Yeah. Um, it was Violet and Scarlet. Scarlet, yeah. Um, and it to me, I haven't gone back to look at it after playing this game, but it kind of looked like the same mechanics were in this game. I sincerely hope so because these mechanics are fantastic fantastic i feel like it really makes you more in control of you're on a quest you're on your own thing and it makes sense this way it really does yep one of the things that drove me crazy was the whiteout boundaries so if i got too high in an area where they didn't want me to continue it would just get really white yeah and there's a point where there was like this set of mountains where it spiked out where you couldn't go over it, but you could go around it and you can't just fly over it because it's just white and I can't see. And it just drove me nuts and yeah. it would get really white and you just couldn't see anything until you dropped down far enough. And I did not like that. I understood what they were doing, but it became a real irritating thing like early on. I, I did notice that that was an issue where, like, if you were to start to go out of bounds, instead of hitting, like, a, an invisible wall, which you also hit, you hit yeah. an invisible wall, but it was also, like, impossible to see anything. So, like, you just turn around and you head back and it clears up, but it is, like, really disorienting yeah. for sure. Um, Did you try to climb the volcano? No, no. I tried. You can't get on top of it. Super sad about that. But they actually have boundaries where the lava is. It's like a f- tall wall. You cannot fly around it. Hmm. Like it 
literally you fly into a, an invisible wall. Um, but you can actually go on top of Mount Sinnoh on the very, very top of it. Or oh, not Mount Sinnoh, cool. the temple of the yeah, Sinnoh. Yeah. Uh, you can do that, which is actually where you can catch a, a flying around bravery. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I, small complaint, I wished I could uh, jump. And I wish that my Pokemon could walk. E- even if it's like if running, if it goes back in your pocket, I think you could walk with it. That would be nice even. It would be nice if the Pokemon would just, you picked a Pokemon to follow you. Yeah. And then if you picked an, if you picked like a tree, you just point at the yeah. tree and the Pokemon would run and like yeah. get the items. I think that that would have been so I think neat. it could have worked with something to make that possible. Agreed. I mean, I'm sure that, you know... It's just a dumb mechanic that they... Not not dumb. It's just a mechanic that they didn't have enough time to really put yeah. into the game. But I I just... I feel like that it was a missed opportunity to have the Pokemon following you. I did kind of like the finding the spirits and the unknowns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that me too. That was really fun. I, I didn't even realize that the unknowns were, like, hidden. I yeah. thought that... I, like, I found one. Which one? Uh, the first one I found was at the, the Misfortunes camp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first one I found. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. And, like, I couldn't select it. This is try catching and, it. <laughs> and I couldn't, like, throw a Pokeball. Like, I couldn't oh, yeah. throw um, a battle Pokemon at him. I literally just threw a Pokeball and it just caught him. Yeah. I'm like, that was weird. I think that has... You, you're able to do that after cat, uh, finishing that wall piece, I think. Yeah. Um, and the Then sp- he upgrades your Pokedex to the unknowns. Yeah. And I liked doing the spirits too. Those were pretty fun. Yeah. They, they let you when you finish collecting those, you get spirit tome. Oh, nice. That's cool. Um, but the unknown. There was an unknown. I I did have to. I looked up the last few because I just wanted to complete sure. it at that point. But one of the ones I was really proud of actually seeing was the one. There's one in. Uh, did you ever find the Clefairies? No. You never found the Clefairies? Mm-mm. There's a little spot where these Clefairies are. You should visit it. It's super cute. And it's got this these like little like particles that makes it like a little fairy area, but there's an unknown in the grass. Oh. And nice. it looks super cute. <laughs> it's funny, I was I was running around and I broke down this wall and there was nothing in the, the room. And I'm like, that's weird. And then I looked and there was like a little white spot way up on the yeah. wall and i'm like what the heck is that and i'm like zooming in i'm like trying to like trigger it i threw a pokemon at it nothing happened i'm like what the heck is that thing and then i'm like oh it's an unknown and i'm like obviously yeah. so then i threw a pokeball and i yeah. caught it and i'm just like well, how weird yeah that is i funny. think i think i caught three i caught the first one at the camp i caught that one inside the cave and then i caught one at the top of the frozen waterfall in there was a the frozen there area. was actually a few in jubilife oh yeah there you can actually go all the way up the headquarters into command commando's office <laughs> um if you go out those doors you're able to go to the very top and you'll see one hanging off, I think, a Magikarp. Oh, that's the cool. statue. And then there's one hanging off, I think, behind your house, hanging on, like, it's hanging like a hanger. Oh, I think that's it's cool. a question mark. Oh, I that's think. funny. Uh, they, they're really clever with those. I had a lot of fun, hi- you know, finding them. Right, yeah. I love that concept of little hidden things yeah. around. So this was a nice way of doing that. Yeah. I kind of wish they had done that with some Pokemon. 
Like you can only, f- I mean, you did, but like, <laughs> like I, I shrugged at no, no, no. Kaylee. I'm like, duh, they did. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> that's what like, unknowns are. Like if you, uh, to only be able, for example, say you only be able to find the uh, Chimecos is they right. have to be hanging off someone's porch. Yeah. Just as an example, not sure. necessarily the, you know, but yeah. Did you ever find the Rodoms? Yeah, I found one. Did you buy any of the specialty? So the Ginkgo Guild is out front of the headquarters. Yeah. And every once in a while, they, they cycle through their rare wares, and you can collect. They don't tell you what they are. They're just like a mysterious box, a mysterious bladed thing. And they're Rodom uh, possessable items. Yeah, so you get yeah, the fridge yeah. and the fan and That's the lawnmower. Cool. So stuff that fell out of the rift. Yes, exactly. <laughs> cool. It's super cute. Super cute. Uh, um, so as you play the game, you do the like noble fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the bombs. Yes. Um, you have what like the five noble, the five noble Pokemon, and then you have the Palkia. Palkia at the end. And you might have Arceus too. I don't know for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I really enjoyed these fights. A yeah, lot. they were really cool. Um, it was just a different mechanic of like. You're fighting this Pokemon, but, like, you're not just, like, a Pokemon fight. Because, like, a Pokemon fight is just, like, how strong is your Pokemon? Yeah. So it was this nice way of including some other mechanic yeah. other than just a normal one-on-one Pokemon fight. Well, and you could throw your Pokemon out to kind of help could, you. could, yeah, it. yeah. But it wasn't, like, the main yeah. idea. I loved, yeah, I loved this. Um, this. In fact, really, the Pokemon mechanics of the past complemented the main concept of the overall game right. it was not necessary anymore and i loved that because if you really just wanted to catch pokemon you could just catch pokemon it didn't right. matter right you didn't have to bet like there was very few battles in this game really sure so yeah um and there was only like a couple that i had a yeah big problem with me too um What's his name? Elect Electrode. Electrode was really hard. I agree. Really hard. Um, Had a bit of issues with Arcanine. I did too. I ended up with Arcanine. I didn't even fight him. Like I was trying to fight him with my Pokemon. I just like didn't. I had to. And that like saved my life. Um, But like that one, I think I only died like a couple times before I finally got it. Electrode was quite a few times before I finally got it. Um, the big Palkia. iceberg guy. Oh yeah, the iceberg guy Avalug. took a few more times. That one was really just learning the. He had like this move where he would shoot, um, icicles at you from the sky. Yeah, and some of them were just repeat. Yeah. boom, 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 and it was just so uh, frustrating and terrible that yeah. you know, I couldn't get past it. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, Palkia was like... Yeah, Palkia was hard. Pal- no, Palkia was awesome. Oh, yeah, it was that, fun, yeah. That fight was fantastic, and honestly, it, I think it only took me, like, maybe two, three tries. Yeah, I, I it was hard for me, but I was able to, like, it just took a little bit longer, but yeah, I did, I did do that. But yeah, like, the music for that was really cool, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, are, is that it for gameplay? Um, let's see. Side quest sucked. I I understand. I liked them. I thought it added to the whole surveying the area and helping the locals out. Because your main goal is to also help the locals become more comfortable with the Pokemon. It makes sense to me. I, I understand. Um, I understand, but like... 
I, I just, I didn't like the way that it was very, very just go and do this thing. Like, there was no story involved in the side quests. And we've talked about this. I like my side quests well, with a little bit of meat to some it. Some of them did. Some you of had them the had Badoofs. A, the Badoofs. There was a Drifloon one that was a little story driven. Uh, there were a couple. But, like, the majority of them was just like, I want to see. Mean, uh, truthfully, again. Or whatever. 81 hours. If they put any more stuff in there, we really would have <laughs> been here forever. I and suppose so. I didn't do that many side quests, to be fair. I tried um, to do them all. Did how, yeah. how far did you get? Did you get them all? Uh, I mean, I'm still collecting. I, I had to do something for Giratina, Darkrai, and I needed mm. to collect all the Pokemon. So I think... And they added some extra stuff for, like, battling. So I technically I have a lot, but realistically there's not that many left. But yeah. there is... The main, like, small ones were fine. Did you do the Trimeco one? That one's really cute. No. No. Nope. So, I mean, there's some little ones, but yeah, you gotta... But, you know, it helps that the map kind of helps guide you a little bit, but it could have been done a little bit I hated the map. Oh, really? I, like I, the map. I hated the map. Um, the biggest problem I had was that the icons for the side quests and the main quests looked too much alike, and I had no idea where I was going. I had a and few it was times. I used the marker like crazy, but I did also get them confused. I would be headed towards like the main quest when I would be trying to go do a side yeah, quest marker. Once I realized that they were different and which ones were which, it was a little bit easier, but it was still annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, it wasn't great, but it didn't bother me a whole lot. Actually, gameplay is, in general, I gave it a 10 out of 10. Really? Yeah. I gave it a 9 out of 10, but I think I'm going to put bump it up to a 10, too. Um, cause I just, it, it was just one of those things that, like, it was, it was solid gameplay, and it made me just want to keep playing the game. Like, I didn't care about the story. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't the greatest looking game, but like the gameplay alone was just fantastic. It was, it was a so nice. It was refreshing. Change. Yeah. It was so refreshing really for was. a Pokemon game. And really this it. felt like a main story Pokemon, like a main I loved series Pokemon game. Winding down with this game. I loved being able to like listen to something in the background while I'm playing. Yeah. Like because I could just do side quests or I could just collect Pokemon and it was fine. Yeah. You know? It really is a nice, like chill game. I found myself a few times while I was streaming just like today we're just gonna catch Badoofs. Yep. And yep. like I would run out and I would just catch like a hundred Badoofs and I was happy. Like and it's so funny how some of the Pokemon some of them would like be skittish and run away. Some yeah. of them would attack you, and some of them were just like, "Hi, yes, hi, will you catch me, please?" <laughs> My toga kiss. <laughs> it was just—it's so cute. The Badoofs were so yes, cute. They were like really cute. I would run up to them, and they would like bounce around Man. me. And, like, All most of the time they would just stare at you. Like, they wouldn't run away or nothing you, until you throw a ball. And if they exit out of the ball, then they'll run away. But before then, they're just, like, staring at you like, hi. Every single one of the sleepy Pokemon, I wanted to go up there and take a picture. Yeah. And I would love for that to be an option, to have your camera out and be, like... A little bit of Pokemon Snap influence yeah. there. Because yeah, there was a nice. lot of opportunities Missed opportunities. Yeah, I just, I really, <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed the gameplay aspect of this Definitely game. Definitely shined I, at gameplay, which is the most, really, to me, one of the most important aspects of this game. It really is. Game. Yeah, it really is. I feel like that if they kept this gameplay style with 
the future Pokemon games, it would be a very welcome change to the Pokemon series. Absolutely. I do, you know, obviously I wish that the graphics were a little better, but I mean, regardless, regardless, well, the, the gameplay was such a relief to have something different. Could have been better. They could have done stuff better, but the graphics were still good. Yeah, they were all right. So, I yeah. mean, it's not like graphics fell short even. I thought they did. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I bumped mine up to a 10 out of 10. Cause, nice. Yeah. I agree. It really, even the problems that there were, were just so minor compared to the overall thing or the overall game mechanics as it yep. was. Yep. So let's go ahead and move on to music. I gave music a 10 out of 10. I gave it a 9 out of 10. Um, I didn't think it was like revolutionary. It wasn't like Chrono Trigger 10 out of 10. You know what I mean? But, Agreed. But I definitely deserved a 9 out of 10. I loved the music for the the like, I wanted to call them bath salts. <laughs> what? The bombs. Oh yeah, the like <laughs> throwing the, noble the bombs. Fights. Those those boss fights. Those, it was amazing. That music was so cool. The the polk yeah Palkia music. Palkia music Palkia, was really cool. Palkia the like fight. Yeah, that fight was the coolest song. Yes. But like literally every song that played was just fantastic. Fantastic! I want to say the fight with Volo at the uh, after game stuff was also really cool. Like honestly, a lot of the music was really really good. I didn't hate any music in particular. There was one of the songs in one of the one of the areas. It had this weird little chime in it, and I knew after a while that that was not the shiny sound. But I had stopped several times to think was. Was that a thing? Was I'm looking around and no, it's a stupid song. Um, so yeah, I I'm pretty content with nine out of ten. That's fine. It's um, really, I mean, it's hard to say a whole lot about this. The sound effects, like the Pokemon, all had their own cries, which was good. Um, but a lot of them was the same stuff that they had already had. I think the biggest fall short for me was maybe that there was no voice acting, and I know that that's a kind of a standard. Yeah you know, thing for Pokemon games that they don't have voice acting, but I feel like it would have made the, it would have made the story flow a little bit better. Like you don't have to have your main character talk for this to be a thing. Like, it's not like he talked anyway. So, you know, in in any case, just having some voice acting, I think would have been a nice welcomed thing. Um, but it's, it's not, a deal breaker, obviously. I still yeah. gave it a ten. It just it would have been really, really handy to yeah. have that as a mechanic. Sure. Um, also, the red sky, like when the red yeah. when the sky went red, I'm like, okay, this this song, this the music that was playing was like pumping. I'm like, yeah, let's <laughs> let's get this done. Let's you know save the world, sort of thing. But it played for the entirety yeah. of the sky being red. And by the end, I'm just like, I'm, I Good. can't do this song anymore. Like, anything else would have been fine. Um, there were a couple times where it was just silence, which it was yeah. really nice, too. Like, just hearing, like... The oh, sound effects of for, water. For me, when I stream, I usually leave the, like, intro screen. Um, so, for in this case, it's, like, the, the title screen. Yeah. I'll leave the title screen up for when I'm setting stuff up. So, I'll turn on the game. I'll set it to the title screen. I'll start up the stream, and I'll let it sit for a minute. And um, the title screen is just, like, it shows, like, the, the field that yeah. you're in. And then it just has like 
the sounds of the Pokemon and like the wind yep. blowing, and that's it. No music at all. I loved yep. it. I loved it. Um, there are certain points in the game where you can hear those sound effects of those Pokemon. Like, you know that they're not nearby because they. you can kind of tell the difference between it just echoing off the yeah. mountains versus it actually being up close. And I liked that. I did, too. It made it realistic. It made it feel like you were in a living, breathing yeah. environment of Pokemon instead of just, like, random encounters. Yeah. And yeah, it was even in the Prelude Beach that you yeah. can go to. You can hear Pokemon sounds off in the distance. There's no Pokemon in right. Prelude Beach, but like as you're walking around, you can right. hear them, and that just made for this yes. nice like atmosphere while I you're running agree. around. So yeah, even the times that there wasn't a whole lot of music, it was still fantastic. Yeah. Even though the music itself was also fantastic. So yeah, I just. Yeah. I, I again the only downfall was you know no no uh voice, voice acting. acting but again I would don't would you have liked it if they had done when when they do the huh huh <laughs> they're like they don't actually talk they've just got the sounds of their voice I, doing weird I I'm thinking more like how they did voice acting for um Pokemon Snap I didn't really like that a yeah. whole lot it was it was better than like mm-hmm. nothing at all. But yeah, I don't really like the just like sounds. So would you have rather have had it the way it was versus that way? I don't know. It would have been fine either either way. It would have been the I same. I think I think those two options would have been the same. Yeah. Uh, I you would have rather just had either I, voice acting or I would have just had I would have yeah. preferred just full voice acting over anything. Um, but I mean, again. Yeah. It's a Pokemon game, so I didn't expect it. Yeah. And being that it's a Pokemon game and that's how it's always been, I also didn't degrade the yeah. the music, you know, yeah. score for that. But yeah, Fair. it would have been nice. It would have made some of those long dialogue moments a little bit easier to yeah. absorb. Sure. So overall. Ten out of ten. I loved this game. I think it has potential for more games. That would be nice. It really reimagines how Pokemon can be handled from here on out if we keep the same like game mechanics that we saw today. Yeah. I, I was excited for this game when it was announced, and I didn't even know a whole lot about it, and I feel like it met my expectations for the most part. Nice. Like, I don't really know... I don't think I knew what I was expecting, but for what I was hoping for, it really did meet it fairly well. I, I, I just, I don't know. I really liked this. I, I think in the future it would be hard to redo my game. I wish there was another, like you could have a game plus or a, or yeah. a save your file. Cause I don't want to start a new file, but I could see myself wanting to play this again. To go through the story yeah. again. Yeah. Um, I gave it an eight out of 10. What? Um, <laughs> my biggest reasons being that the story was just a little bit too much meh. Sure. Like, I found myself not excited to play because I knew that I had to deal with the story aspect of it. If it was like, granted, if it was just gameplay, we would have knocked it for having no story too. But, like, I just, I wasn't excited to continue yeah. with the story. Well, I definitely think the gameplay. Was stronger. Abs- was, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, it would the- have been a bad game if there was no story. But on the other hand, I enjoyed myself more when I was All, doing the other and, stuff. And that's that's kind of where I'm at too. Like, 
the gameplay was so solid that if all I did was gameplay, it, it would still be a fantastic game. And in fact, now that the game, the story, the majority of the story yeah. is over and all I have really left is gameplay, it's going to be fantastic yeah. to continue <laughs> on. So like, no, no problems with that. I, but, you know, again... I think because I played so casually, I spent a lot of time playing what I wanted to do and how I wanted to divvy up my time. And maybe that's why I find it a little more like, this is a good game because you play at your own pace at what you want to do. Because if I just wanted to continue with the story, I it could have been a... It could have, would have been beat early on. I, I And I think that that was my problem, too. Because I... Being, being that I only had the month to play yeah. and beat the game, it made me forced into doing the story outside of my pace. Because honestly, if I was playing this game way more casual, I would have 100%ed each area to the yeah. best of my ability, caught all the Pokemon that I wanted, have explored that area from top to bottom the best I could, and then moved on with the story when I was ready. Where I found myself feeling forced to move on with the story just because I need to get the game right. done. And I think that's where I'm coming from. I think playing the game as it was intended to be played yeah. as, it is a well-balanced game mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Well, and honestly, that goes for a lot of the games oh, that absolutely. we've played in the past. I mean, look at well, Final Fantasy XI even. If it was played more casually and not forced, I feel like we would have had more fun doing but that. But on the other hand, like I was saying, if you just want to do the story, you can go do the story and be done with it. Mm -hmm. and that would be fine and you would get enjoyment out of that. If you want a well-balanced game of all of it and you can take your time doing it, it's, I think right. it can meet any need that you yourself want. And that's what I liked about the game mechanics. If you wanted to be battling all those Pokemon, you could be battling all those Pokemon. But if you don't like battling, you can just catch them all. Yeah. And that's why like, you really get to decide how you want to play this game. And the way it's ta you can tailor it to yourself and enjoy it the way you want to enjoy it. You didn't enjoy it the way you wanted to enjoy it because you had a time restraint. Right, right. And I think that is... Well, and that's, I think in this case is the one downside of that. That's something that we've always... Right. That's something that we've always um, based our scores off of is our individual right. experience with the game. Right. And that's why my overall is lower just because yeah. my experience with the game wasn't awesome i mean don't get me wrong again i gave it top yeah. notches for graphic or for uh for gameplay, gameplay and for music mm -hmm. and, and it was a great experience but like as an overall i wasn't excited to play it for the story i wasn't excited yeah. to jump in That's and fair. like what's gonna happen next like i didn't <laughs> care i mean i i got a little more into it towards the end um, mainly because I was excited that it was almost over, but also <laughs> like, finish. I genuinely was interested in what is going to happen with, you know, what Pokemon is going to come out of the rift and you know, they, right. how are we going to deal with the situation with the red sky and our character being outcast from the, the village, you know, all these things that it's like, Ooh, this is getting, right. getting decent yeah. finally. But even then you go and you do the Dialga stuff and then they're like, guess what? Fetch quest. <laughs> like, oh, can we not? Like, I just, just wanted to have it resolved. So, you know, it is what it is. 
But still, I enjoyed my time in the game. I probably still will pick it up and play you know, a little bit, bit, a little bit, a little bit here and there. Um, you know, just At as I have time. The Volo stuff, I think. Sure, yeah. Um, and I really do just enjoy exploring, and there's a lot left to explore. Like, I got basically, I got the bird. And, you know, bravery. I was able to fly around, but, like, I haven't explored any other areas because I was so focused on finishing the main quest. So now the main quest line is done, and I have free range to every area. I can just do whatever the heck I want. You'll have access to mass outbreaks. Maybe we could do some shiny hunting. That would be fun, too. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, yeah. Well, my score, that brings me to a 47 out of 50. Yeah, I got a 42 out of 50. So that brings us to an 89 out of 100. Yeah, an 8.9 out of 10. Woo! So Yeah, that's not good. Bad. Good solid score. Um, you know, obviously I could have graphics, I think, would have really improved this game too. Um, but you know, lots it, of opportunity though. Yeah, yeah. And and I like this Great direction. And if they continue this direction with the next Pokemon game with Sapphire and whatever <laughs> the Scarlet and Violet. Scarlet, yeah, Scarlet and Violet. Oh, it'll be yeah, it'll be fantastic. Hopefully they do. Hopefully they don't butcher it too much. But <laughs> you know, again, I honestly I feel like this was a main story Pokemon game or a main series yeah, Pokemon game. I agree. The only thing that it lacked was like brand new Pokemon. Um, but Still again, did a good job with their Hisuian versions. Yeah, yeah. the Hisuian the versions and like the the bonus, like yeah, they're new Pokemon, but they're evolutions of yeah. old Pokemon. I was all right with that. Yeah, we didn't even really talk about the the time rift stuff either. Yeah, I mean, they're just small parts of the game, which involves with the rifts. But yeah, what's kind of cool about the rifts, the time rifts, though, they're like big domes that show up and they have exclusive Pokemon in them. The Pokemon that you wouldn't normally find in the Sinnoh region. Yeah, yeah, right. So, like, you have, like, Magmites, and yeah. you have, you know, regular Sneasels, yep. and just, like, coolness that's out yeah. there, so that's kind of fun. But yeah, so I guess we will end it here for today. Guys, thank you all so much for listening to this podcast episode. We haven't decided on our next podcast episode just yet. It'll probably be something short and easy. I really need to take a little bit of a yeah. break from uh, <laughs> streaming. So I apologize for that. I know that we've talked about doing um, Valkyrie Profile next. Um, but that won't be the case. <laughs> it is coming up, though. We we still have it in the plans. We still have Final Fantasy twelve in the plans. But I really, I really need to take some time yeah. away from Twitch and just not focus on that quite so hard. Uh, but we are gonna still stick with the regular podcast. Um, yeah, I hope schedule so. <laughs> the regular podcast schedule. <laughs> Um, basically on the 15th, we have zap chats and on the first we have a poke or a Pokemon on the first, we have a review. So, um, we are sticking with that. It's just, it it may not be like this super awesome game. It might just be something I don't, isn't there like a spider game that we're going to be playing soon? Oh yeah. Webbed. Yes. We may play that next. That That would be a good idea. So yeah, guys, thank you all so much for listening to this podcast episode and we'll see you on the next one. Bye.